Welcome back to our Love Island coverage. I am, as always, your host, Kirsten McInnes, and joined by the wonderful Brian Scally. Scally, how's it going? I am good. Back in to discuss another uh, set of eventful episodes with another great guest. I am, you know, hyped to be here. Hyped to be here is what I, I love to hear. And I am very hyped. For this guest, uh, if only the $75 patrons could tell you what they heard in the pre-show today, because we are joined by, you know, co-host of the Challenge Wrap Up, uh, main host, I'm going to say, of the wonderful new girl, old guy, Allie Lasher. Allie, how's it going? To quote the great SpongeBob SquarePants, my brain is full to bursting. I am so excited to be here. Um, I I can't even contain myself. You guys know this, but I want to just let the audience in. First of all, I do the most annoying thing I think that can be done to two podcasters besides like telling a woman to like talk less. Um, Like I message, I like live Facebook chat the episode to Kirsten and Scally. No one asked me to do this. Like they, they have enough. Uh, you guys have enough on your plate with Love Island, and then you also have to get five hundred conservatively five hundred Facebook chats for me about what I think of each episode. Um, but I was supposed to be on. Then I forgot I was supposed to be on. I was home at my mom's in New Jersey. I didn't bring my microphone, and we were going to reschedule. But then another great guest is booked for next week. And it was looking like who knew when I'd be on. So I said, forget it. I took an early Uber back to New York. Just, <laughs> just to be, I, I abandoned all of my responsibilities. And I was like, I have to be here to recap this episode. I'm so excited. And Ali, I just need to tell you, if you think that you're the only person group texting Scally and I, your thoughts on every episode, you're cracked. <laughs> I don't think I'm the only person, but I I recognize that it's annoying. No, <laughs> it's it not a, annoying. If it was annoying, we would tell you to get out of here. Yeah, I'm not shy about telling. I would encourage more opinions. <laughs> I am Scally so said, excited. Don't talk to me. No, I said if I don't want you to talk to me, I will tell you. <laughs> I just I also want to come in with with a sympathetic ear or shoulder for you guys because it really does change the enjoyment of the show to be watching it in preparation for a podcast like I have been like I've been watching like appointment television Love Island I think this season hot take is as good as the UK version like it, it scratches that itch I'm living for it and then I enjoyed these episodes slightly less because I had to be taking notes. So I do think it definitely changes the feel of any show, but particularly Love Island. Thankfully, we love it so much that even preparing for a podcast, 
can't ruin it. Also, Scally's been taking all the notes, so I, I don't know that feeling. Well, I'm out here listening to you guys being like, and Matt Lagory, the great Matt Lagory, being like, oh, it's great in the background. You could fast forward parts. And I'm like, my child. It's like fast <laughs> my child's development. But then I'm like, okay, I see it. Like once I'm like watching more critically, I'm like, oh, you know what? Maybe this is a little, uh, a little much to really sink your teeth into. But I'm here. I'm, you know, I have the takes. I'm excited. Like I couldn't. Did we know it was going to be a two-hour episode? I, I don't pay attention to like. I think they uh, told us on Wednesday. Guess what? Yep. Tomorrow's two hours, and I said, "Really, Love Island? Why you got to yeah. do me like this?" Exactly. At the end of the Tuesday episode, we did actually get a heads up. This was going to be two hours, but I'm not complaining about more Love Island at this point. So this is a great way to bring up that the schedule for Love Island is now changing because Tough as Nails is over. So now there's new episodes Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, recap Saturday. (laughs) Um, So it really is on seven days a week. They weren't lying. They just weren't ready yet. Um, So I think we'll still probably continue with Tuesday, uh, like Sunday to Tuesday and then Wednesday to Friday because it keeps it more even. Uh, But yeah, so we don't there are no days off. In love, honestly, I'm so uh, Wednesday. I have a noticeable dip in happiness on Wednesday, so now I'm happy to fill that in. (laughs) I just, I wish everyone could. Every time Allie says anything, I just like want to laugh hysterically because I'm so happy she's here. Um, so it's like, the relationships for me it's the relationships <laughs> for me it's the drama for me it's the <laughs> podcast chemistry for me uh, so, anyways I guess since we do have three hours of Love Island we should probably get started on it so Thursday uh, the episode starts and we are right in the middle of the Connor and Mackenzie and Lauren drama and Connor is saying that Lauren is exactly what he's looking for. He's been filtering himself to accommodate someone else. He's incompatible with Mackenzie. He wants to get to know Lauren. And I'm just like, that's a whole lot of ways to say I'm too much of a baby to tell Mackenzie the truth. Yeah, Connor, uh, it started before this uh, group of episodes, but really gaslighting Mackenzie, huh? <laughs> like, he is just uh, not great. And I know people, a lot of people have said he's boring. Um, I have never seen a boring person cause so much drama, <laughs> but Connor really is interesting casting, huh? You know who was boring? Jeremiah, who was like up front and was willing to go home to not play people. <laughs> like, that, like, that's a boring person. Um, Okay, so as you guys know, I, not for the reasons that are happening, but I said episode one, I feel it in my bones, like they are not going the distance, Connor and Mackenzie. So it gives me great joy to see them consistently unraveling. Um, Everybody is my enemy. Like my friend Johnny asked me who I'm rooting for, and I was like, I think I like Trey, but everybody else is remarkably unlikable from the cast to me. And like, I'm not even willing to commit that I like Trey. Like, right now I like him, but it could, like, on a dime, I could hate him tomorrow. Connor and Mackenzie, everybody is wrong. Like, everybody is terrible. And I know you guys stand Mackenzie, so I'm here to, like... I, 
Uh, this Love Island holds a mirror up to myself. Like Mackenzie, I hate her because I am her. So I understand the problems. Like this is a much less expensive form of therapy, watching Love Island, apparently. Like Connor, obviously horrible. Gaslighting, terrible. Baby, yes. Not owning up to things, not being honest with Mackenzie. We see him say all of this crap to Lauren and then get caught in lies with Mackenzie and just continue to lie. Like, oh, well, like, yeah, I guess I said that, but what I really meant was I'm in love with you. So, like, here's a ring. Like, it's just like, oh, okay. But <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. It's just the thing about Connor McKenzie that I think is such riveting TV is Connor is trying everything to get Mackenzie to break up with him so that she's the bad guy. But Mm -hmm. Mackenzie is like, no, we're in it for the long haul and I will overlook every red flag and we will get married. And he's just like, why isn't this working? Like, you know that he's done this to a million other girls before where he's like, oh, I don't want to have to break up with them. I'm just going to treat them like shit until they break up with me. And it's like, I, and again, I have to own my stuff. I did this for the last four years of my life. So I get it. Like, <laughs> Which, like, again, I was going to say, you're Mackenzie. Well, I'm Connor. <laughs> and then it doesn't work. And then you just have to break up with them anyways. Like, Mackenzie is, like, the epitome, and I've used this, where it's, like, you know the girl who, like, loves the bunny so much that she strangles it? Like, that's Mackenzie, and she sees the signs. She's not stupid. You even see later, and this, my head exploded when she said this, that Kirsten has to, like, realize that Carrington is leaving crumbs that say he's not interested, so she really can't ignore it. And I'm like, sister! You know, there are loaves of bread being left for you, and you're not seeing it much less. <laughs> Hey, but like, go ahead, go stop. ahead. Stop. You can give good advice and still not take it. And yeah. I've been That's doing that I the do. last 27 years. Of course. But it's just like, okay, so Mackenzie is like the textbook. Like, she took, this is how I see it. She took Connor for granted that, like, Connor's never had someone, like, in her league. Connor views Mackenzie as, like, far out of his physical league, right? And he's, like, this dweeby accountant who, like, is in this hot body and, like, doesn't really know it. So she's, like, in the beginning, overly confident about the status of their relationship. Like, he's more into me than I am into him. Great. Like, why doesn't he follow me? She, like, makes mountains out of little molehills because she can. Because, like, he's always going to come back to her. Like, they're the strongest in the house. Then she gets wind that maybe they can be shaken. And then she starts becoming the chillest, coolest. Like, yeah, I don't even care. Like, oh, my God, this was you did this, Connor. Like, I've been chill the whole time. Almost gaslighting him because she has <laughs> been trolling and she has been crazy. But she's like oh, I'll put my cool my cool girl hat on to, like, win him back. And then, as we'll get into it, there's some conversation where I was like, okay, now she's going to lead with sex to really lock him in, especially because he said, I've only had sex with three people, like, and boom, like, clockwork, they're making out, and she's like, I can't wait for the bedroom tonight. And I was like, right on cue, Mackenzie. Like, this is textbook, like, kind of manipulation and craziness. So she's manipulating him and completely acting like a different person. Like, she's this cool, chill, okay with everything he's saying. She's not. And he's gaslighting her, lying to her face. Like, the whole thing is so toxic, but, like, acted though I haven't been there a thousand times. Well, and my favorite moment of this, and it's jumping way, way ahead, is there's a moment where Mackenzie looks up at Connor and she goes, see, I'm understanding. You haven't seen it yet, yeah. but I 
just get through this hurdle so that I'm back at rest, right? Like you, he's done a lot to stir her shit up. So if we could just get back on the same page, then you'll see that like, it doesn't always have to be this way, especially when she says like, Oh, like, are we really still having more serious conversations? I thought we were done with it. Um, Mackenzie, you're the queen of the serious conversation. Like I live for that moment where she acts like it's Connor that keeps wanting to have these conversations where it, it like, that's how the cool chill girl acts like ugh, like i thought we were over that we could just like have fun it's like you're pulling him aside for serious conversations every five minutes yeah there's a reason why 95 percent of the episodes for the last week and a half have been Mackenzie and connor and it's because i would say both of them insist on keeping having these conversations <laughs> because both of them keep lying and saying they're the fun person when really like they're going out they're talking like he's talking to other people she's pretending she's not like so invested in this but like he also is but like maybe just to stick around so like both of them are being the problem here uh hers is a more fun problem for me personally <laughs> <laughs> like in watching but yeah i definitely see fault on both sides yeah see the difference oh, go ahead. sorry the difference is that Mackenzie is a star and connor is a dud <laughs> I agree with that. And I'm I'm too excited. I'm getting I'm just like, uh, talking about her. But I would be remiss if I did not bring in the third problematic person in the equation, uh, Miss Fake Accent Lauren, who next coming to the stage, fake Brit Lauren, who is arguably the worst person on the island. Is that a hot take? Like, oh, he's so trapped and scared. She's so terrible. I feel so bad for this poor guy, Um, this adult man with complete agency who's also lying to Mackenzie. Like, oh, I couldn't, it's, uh, I couldn't deal with her. Yeah, my eyes were really open there. And again, we'll get there later in the episode where Lauren is talking about how, um, like, oh, yeah, Lauren told, like, Selly and Mackenzie and, like, Kirsten, like, oh, actually, she's not into Connor and Carrington, where she's definitely at least into Carrington. So I don't know where they got the impression that Lauren is telling them, like, don't worry about it while secretly still sneaking off with them. Well, and then the one thing of that Lauren did that was uh, at least entertaining is when she was like, but are you okay? Like, do you blink <laughs> twice if you need help? Because like, again, Lauren did not ask Connor out on this date. America voted for this date to happen. And uh, you're welcome everyone for my participation in that, because look at the drama <laughs> that came from it. Uh, and, so I do think it's funny that she's like, yeah, we haven't really gotten to talk. Like, are you, are you okay? Which isn't okay. Because again, she's just pushing this narrative of like, Oh, poor Connor and Mackenzie's so mean and controlling. Like they're both controlling. Don't put it on Mackenzie. Sing it sister. <laughs> um, but what was really funny was Mackenzie the whole time that Connor's on his date with Lauren is like, America hates me. Why would they take my boyfriend? And Rachel's like, yeah, people think you're controlling Connor, which this was a whole new narrative to me. Like, is that what, like, I know last episode we were talking about how Mackenzie's in charge, but I didn't think she was controlling. <laughs> I mean, you had people like jokingly call her out when she would do things like, you know, throw a tantrum or whatever. Like they would be like, oh, like you're manipulating. And like she would be like, no. And then like you'd seen this. I, you definitely got the vibe that people like Connor more than they like Mackenzie in this villa. And that's what makes me nervous about her potentially and, going home. And she'd be like, <laughs> no. 
<laughs> exactly. And so, and I don't think it's a wrong read that she thinks America hates her. I kind of am worried about this too. Uh, she, Erica, explain yourself. I'm here. I'm the voice of the people to explain. <laughs> I don't hate Mackenzie, but and I don't really like Connor either. But it's even like, and she does it later in the last, at the end of the last this most recent episode, Friday's episode, like she's the queen of the just kidding. Like when the, when she, I think the controlling part is like when the new women come in and she's like, I'm with Connor. We're really strong. Don't talk to him. Oh my God. I was joking. Like, why is everyone so mad? I was joking. And it's like, you weren't joking. And if you just owned it, at least that would be fine. But to me, Mackenzie acts like she, she doesn't own her S, you know, like, Kirsten is very controlling of Carrington. Like she's like, he's mine. Don't touch him. It's fine. But she owns it and she means it. So it like she pulls it off. Whereas Mackenzie maybe is too insecure to actually stand by. And I think one of you said that to me in a chat that she's insecure. And I was like, I don't think she is. Or maybe that was I have a different Love Island chat. But somebody said that and I didn't see it. But now I do where it's like she makes these claims. But then she's like, LOL, guys, like, how come you don't get my clearly serious sense of humor? And then she does it later with the fantasy suite or whatever it's called the hideaway like she she's not confident enough to be like she she's not confident enough to just like trust connor to come back to her or to like trust connor to not have his head turn or trust the the group that they'll recognize how strong their bond is with connor and vote them in like she has to like make these fake jokes and then like that's annoying yeah. Well, first of all, now I relate to Mackenzie knowing you have another Love Island chat. Second of all, <laughs> served up. Like if you think you're the only person who talks to us about Love Island. <laughs> <laughs> but so, I mean, she does have like uh, some self-awareness and like, this is what America thinks of me. This is, oh, now people, now she understands that like the people in the villa are talking about how she's controlling. But then at the same time, like she is completely delusional where she's like, I just know that Connor is miserable on this date it's like maybe you're not reading the situation correctly at all it's just so much and literally like trey is like you know the way you react to things has put connor in a bad spot which i don't know if that's like the best way to explain the situation that's happening but we do get to hear that Mackenzie like has never felt good enough she's been cheated on broken up with uh she thinks Connor is perfect for her and like Connor comes back and she literally like leaps into his arms which like okay on these dating shows women are always jumping straight up into men's arms and I like I don't know if I have the vert for that. Like, is this something people are really doing or is it not? Like, I feel like the shows are gaslighting me. It's mutual, though. Like, the guy does a little lift, too. I feel like we'll watch it back in slow-mo. The guy's got to bend and lift. It's it's like a it's a meeting of the minds on that. <laughs> okay. Well, the, at least there's that. I was like, I don't think I could jump that high. I just want to reiterate, because I feel like I'm being harsh on Mackenzie, but, like, I don't think the edit is doing Mackenzie any favors either. I mean, that's an understatement, but we're also seeing things in such a seemingly disjointed way. I have so many questions about like, is it really happening that Connor is going on this date and then comes back and instead of like telling her the truth is like, I want to make it official. I want you to be my girlfriend. Like that Connor said that, you know, like all Mackenzie, we see it. So she obviously looks stupid, but Connor is giving her all of this reassurance and 
then blaming her to other people that like I couldn't possibly tell her the truth. So in that sense, I agree with Mackenzie that like, Connor, you did this. Like you made us official. You put pressure on yourself. And like, I loved it, but you, no one made you do that. Yeah, you have Connor coming back from the date and being like, look, Lauren's not even comfortable speaking to me because you're so overbearing. And flash forward to Mackenzie saying, like, I'm falling for you. And then in confessional said, saying, we both admitted that we're falling in love with each other. And I was like, was that cut out? Did Mackenzie make it up? Because I really could see either way where they want to, like, push the narrative that Mackenzie is delusional. But I mean, at the same time, they kind of enjoy saying that Connor is gaslighting Mackenzie. So maybe they wouldn't cut it out because, you know, then they do clearly show where he's like oh now I want you to be my girlfriend after this really horrible awkward conversation I don't know how it led there but it's like 50-50 I do feel like it's spliced but also she's making some stuff up in her head well and I feel like it's one of like this these like ways of communicating are so like I feel like last time I was in a situation like this it was like Bro, we're unhappy for these reasons and this is happening and this is happening and this is happening and then the conversation ends and it's like we're moving in together and it's like well <laughs> what and but like, that does happen in toxic relationships and it's just so hard to watch because obviously we didn't see Connor say oh I'm falling for you but he did say like I don't want to be with anybody else I want to be your your boyfriend like be my girlfriend yeah. and like It's just so confusing. I almost feel like we, the audience, are the ones, you know, being played. I often, yes, I feel that way. And that's why I, like, have questions about the edit. Like, is this just, I I mean, yeah, if you edited together my last relationship, it would also be confusing and disjointed. But, like, I want to (laughs) know if that's an editing thing or if Connor and Mackenzie are really that hard to keep up with. Well, and it is the thing where they're editing footage, like, in a day. So, yeah, yeah. And and the way that this relationship seems to be going is so chaotic and so back and forth. I can see how they wouldn't really know how to craft that narrative because they don't know what's mm-hmm. going to happen tomorrow because Mackenzie and Connor don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. I mean, like you, we said a million times where he's saying, like, I want to be with you in this villa and after it's like and then wakes up the next morning. is like we're moving too fast. So, like, which one is it, buddy? Also, there's no I mean, there's no way they're together long term after the show, like zero, zero, zero. But let's say they're together and they I could see him convincing her not to watch the show and then her doing some like. We decided as a couple to not watch the show because if she watches and sees him tell Lauren multiple times that she is the most physically attractive person in the villa, like, I don't understand from a game player perspective why you would tell. There's no need to directly compare anyone to your girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't need to say that Lauren's not like not going to pick you or pick you based on you saying that. And you're in for a world of hurt. Like, that would hurt anyone, but it would especially hurt Mackenzie. I feel like so many people are doing that and comparing looks in the villa. And every time I'm just like, ah, stop. No, no, don't do it. And like, just for like, a, eh, maybe this isn't the best thing to be doing, but also like people are going to watch this after they get out. And like, you're guaranteeing yourself that this is not going to work. I would pay money to be in the post love Island season two group chats. <laughs> like I would, I don't know how much money I would pay, but I would, I would pay to see that. Um, the only way I can see 
uh, Connor and Mackenzie even attempting to date after this is if they're going to go on the amazing race, if that ever starts uh-huh. filming again. Um, and I would also pay money to see them play the amazing race yeah, together. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> that is gold casting of those two on the amazing race. I mean, maybe they could play as exes like Jillian and Emmett did in um, Amazing Race Canada. Fair, fair. Which was Yeah, that's been done before. Um, So then speaking of, uh, I guess, cute couples, which we weren't, but whatever. Oh, not cute couples. What are you talking about? Yeah, I was going to say. Anyways, going back to the... Lauren is still on dates. I... I thought we were done with it, but we're not. She has two more dates still to go. Um, (laughs) So she goes on a date with Johnny, talks about how he's cute. He has good chat. Um, They talk about checking boxes, making eyes at each other. Uh, And Johnny, I'll give him this. He was like, yeah, my head was turned, but it would have to be a strong connection beyond looks to pull me because Johnny and Sally are so cute. Yeah. Uh, Johnny's not allowed to hurt Sally. I swear, to, I swear to God, if Johnny hurts Sally, I will lose my mind. It, and vice versa, because I like them both a lot. I finally did a deep dive into the ex-girlfriend thing. Mm. And I don't feel that bad about it. Like, I don't think it means Johnny. Johnny's a bad guy based on it. Like, I'm not that... Mm. I don't know. We're not talking about that now. But anyway, like, I don't think Johnny's like a bad guy for having this ex-girlfriend drama, but... I don't know. I think they are very cute, but I worry about Sully because I feel like Sully's kind of a player. Is that crazy? I think, but I, I think they're both players, and that's yes. why it somehow works. Well, okay. I think Johnny is a player based on what we know about him, but I don't think he seems like a player on the show. So, like, on the show, I feel like he picked one girl. He's never had eyes for anyone else. Like, He's the only guy, really, who didn't have his head turned by Lauren, like he said from the beginning. And he didn't really give her any reason to think that he'd be into her. Um, Because I think if Johnny did anything remotely related to what Connor did, then he would have picked John. She would have picked Johnny for the challenge and not Carrington. Like, I think Johnny was her first choice, but Johnny kind of made it clear that they were together. And then but Sally to me is like. Maybe I'm reading too much into the first day when your like partner keeps changing and like she had the right attitude to just be excited about whoever you end up with. But like, I feel like if she had ended up with any of those guys, she'd be in the same position with Johnny. Like I question how, how real it is. It's interesting for me. I feel like they do have good chemistry, but I really see their obstacle being like Casa Amor when they're separated and get to talk to new people without the other one being around. I can very much see them both being like pretty flirty and open and something getting them in the middle of them there. In the interest of making predictions that are baseless, I think <laughs> I think Selly is more likely to stray because Selly is young and flirty and playful and fun and everybody's attracted to her. Like she was the most popular girl in the beginning. And I think it would be the same at Casa Moore. But like Johnny, I feel like is image conscious. Like I don't think that it's not that Johnny's a player. I think Johnny would like to be seen by America as the nice guy who stays loyal to one woman. I just, I think that they're, you know what? I think they could overcome any obstacle. I think they're in love. I think they're perfect. (laughs) I just like them a lot. And so I want them to be together. So I'm projecting that onto them. 
I mean, I love her reaction when everyone's like, so are you nervous? She's like, I've never been more relaxed. Like she <laughs> seems completely chill. And I don't know if that's confidence in that she'll pick up someone else if Johnny strays or if it is just like confidence in the relationship. But I did really enjoy like when he gets back and he's like, so are you nervous? And she laughs and she's like, no, I really wasn't at all. And he's like, that's why I like you. <laughs> so like, I do like how they play off of each other a lot. I do. I want a snack. <laughs> that's relatable I just don't know like later when they're doing like the Johnny salon and she says like oh you have to ask me like do I have a boyfriend whatever and then he says like do you want one which to me was him sort of like going off of having that relationship conversation and then she like laughs and like moves on like promptly like I don't think she wants to be exclusive with him yet I think that'll change quickly though We'll see. I don't. I'm. I'm. I, my eyes are open. I mean, maybe you're just seeing this more clearly than I am. And well, no, I'm just a hater. I'm just. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm normally a hater too. I just don't hate them. I don't know. I don't hate them. I don't hate them. I look. If they went the distance and won the show, I would be thrilled. Okay. Yeah. Well, at least we can get on the same page there. <laughs> <laughs> Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Microsoft Surface and Teams. At CDW, we get the future of remote meetings works differently. Oh, going right from launch directly into a meeting, that could be awkward. But with Microsoft Surface devices with Teams orchestrated by CDW, the future works better. Touchscreen and voice capabilities keep Teams engaged and productive, enabling you to always collaborate with confidence. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining. Psst, you have a spinach in your teeth. Thanks for the tip, man. IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Find out more at cdw.com slash surface. Support for this podcast comes from Women on the Move, J.P. Morgan Chase's global initiative that provides women with opportunities to succeed in their personal and professional lives. In their original podcast, Women on the Move, host Sam Saperstein interviews a range of notable business leaders about securing an equal future for women in the workplace and the leadership lessons they've learned throughout their careers. Season three of Women on the Move is out now and focuses on female business owners, telling their stories of resilience, grit, and how they show up for their communities. We need to figure out a way so that we can continue donating it, but so that we won't go bankrupt. So what are we going to do? We need to start thinking like a nonprofit and we need to reach out to foundations and other organizations and find ways to continue operating, but also continue donating. Listen and subscribe to the Women on the Move podcast now, wherever you get your podcasts. So Lauren also has her date with Carrington. And this was definitely like the most successful date uh, because they're talking about how there's an unspoken attraction. Carrington's like, I don't want to just be happy. I want my couple to feel like home. Word salad. Literally, what are you talking about? (laughs) Um, Like, are you not what are you not happy at home? Like, I'm confused. Uh, And so so they're very, very into each other. Uh, And Carrington is talking about how he doesn't want to be disrespectful to Kirsten, but he likes Lauren. Um, He tells like Kirsten asks her, like, oh, do you want to keep this open? And he's like, I don't know. Uh, And Kirsten is like, well, that's the thing. Saying I don't know means, yes, I want to keep it open. Like if he did not want to keep it open, he would just say, no, I'm committed to you. And that's that Um, it's like it's not that deep. 
Uh, and Kirsten's like, well, I went on two dates and all I could think about was him. All I could talk about was him. Like, what is going on? And it's like, yeah, Kirsten, sometimes feelings are uneven in a relationship. And I don't know how you've gotten this far without learning that. I hate Carrington. Like, <laughs> I, there is nothing worse than a 23-year-old boy who thinks he's got everything figured out. Like, he's acting like, later on their date, he's like, well, if I were in the party lifestyle, like, I wouldn't have accomplished any of my goals. Like, he just, like, thinks he knows everything, and he knows nothing. The fact that his head is turned, he was in love with Kirsten two days ago, like, obsessed with her, sweating while she was on the dates, like, in love, and now all of a sudden, a hot girl comes in, and he's straight. Like, he knows nothing about Lauren, there is no substance between them at the time. And he's all ready to throw away the connection he has with um, Kirsten. And the worst part is, is he's making it seem like it's substantive when it's just purely because she's hot. And so he mm-hmm. acts like I need something deeper, maybe Lawrence. Or and it's like, you didn't know any of that. You're just picking someone you think is hotter. Like I, whew, I just can't take Carrington. And I feel bad for Kirsten because then she has this conversation with Carrington where she's like, I don't want to talk to anyone else. Like I want to get exclusive. And like, I understand that it's not the same for you. And I feel like she is only putting it on harder because he almost strayed. Like yeah. he even says in the game, like she kissed him more passionately than she's kissed him the whole time. And so I do think like a little of her being upset is based on not wanting to go home, but mm-hmm. I still dislike Harrington way more. Well, yeah, and I, I also need to say, sorry, Scally, just no good. people are like, Oh, Lauren is the hottest one here. She's so much hotter. I sometimes can't tell if it's Kirsten or Lauren on my TV screen. Like maybe I'm too far away from the TV or I need to put my glasses on, but like I they don't look dissimilar. Okay. Uh, but, but I would say that with he, I do see where Kirsten's like he's trying to pull away and she's trying to like hold on even harder and that's just pushing him away even more it's like uh, he I don't see Carrington settling down with anyone in the villa I think any new person could come in and Carrington is going to have his head turned consistently time after time after time and that is kind of setting up anyone that is going to end up with him kind of in this same situation. Kirsten fully is like very into him. They would talk every ceremony about how deep their conversations were and how that's what they liked the most about each other. And then as soon as Lauren comes in, he has one conversation. He's like, they're already more interesting conversations than I like. How much deeper could they have gone Carrington in one conversation? And that's the annoying thing is that he thinks that he's so serious. And I bet he, I call this being emotionally forward. Like he acts like he's in a relationship, but he will always get his head turned. And I like, I totally agree with that assessment. And and the thing I have to say about Lauren, and this is going to sound ageist and that I'm going to get canceled, but I think it's a conversation we need to have. She's 28 or 29, 29, 29. Okay. I'm 29. A 29 year old woman looking for love truly looking for love does not pick the 23 year old. Like I'm not saying that that's a gross age difference. I'm just saying if you're serious about love and you've watched the show so far and you've seen how Carrington has behaved, like you're not really serious. Like it's like, there's no way you would end up with Carrington long-term after the show well, because of who he is, not only because of his age. Yeah. It's like, it's, they don't really seem compatible. Um, I have like, where are these deep conversations? I sure haven't seen any of them. Uh, and it's, it's just one of those things like 
Carrington will always be turned. And I think it's going to come soon where a new woman will come in and the other women are going to warn her. Like Carrington goes for every new woman. He never stays committed. Like stay away. Like it's not going to work. Like, I just feel like that's going to happen sooner rather than later where people are going to be actively warned off about him and he'll end up getting sent home. Yeah, I, I think that's yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, the thing is, I was gonna say is I can see the same being true of Lauren though, where Lauren very easily could have her head turned. I don't think that, like we said, like oh, does the twenty nine year old go for twenty two year old if she's like? I don't think either of them are being that serious about this right now. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where um, if Carrington and Lauren actually were to couple up, it would be the doom for both of them getting sent home from mm-hmm. the show. Like, I, I don't think it's something that would actually work out for either of them long term. Like, maybe it would keep them each safe another week. But I, I don't think that we'll see them at the finale. Yeah, I think I think that's right. I think we're going to get the next week is going to be a focus on Carrington having a shake up to get coupled up with Lauren. And then after that, Carrington or Lauren will stray. Yeah, like the only way. Carrington makes it the distance on this season I think is if he actually stays with Kirsten and uh, they somehow progress I think that's the only way we see him at the end of this show and that's so guess, 0% chance exactly. yeah. I was going to say so I guess we hope he strays because I don't need both of them here for the entire time <laughs> well, and the sooner I get to stop podcasting about someone like with my name but worse the better see I like Kirsten though I like She's her as fine. a person. I just, uh, it's really annoying having to write out K-I-E-R-S-T-A-N in the chat. Like when I'm like chatting about her or writing notes on an episode, like it's just a, so many extraneous letters. I agree with that completely, but I do think that Kirsten could be fun. I think if what happens, what we think's going to happen if, if Carrington does end up ditching Kirsten for Lauren and it doesn't happen at a matchup where Kirsten immediately goes home, I think Kirsten could be a reckless fun. You know what? I'll hmm. agree. I'll agree with that. It's definitely possible. Um, oh God, where even were we? Oh, Mackenzie and Lauren have a conversation. And sorry. I'm so excited. I was going to say, that's the genius for me. It's the drama for me. Like, that's the genius <laughs> of the show is that, like, all of these conversations about Connor and Mackenzie happen or, like, they talk and, like, or with Kirsten and Carrington and then Lauren, the other woman, is just there. Like, it's so <laughs> awkward. Like, that's the brilliance is that, like, your boyfriend comes home from another date with a woman and you have to have girl talk with that woman. Yeah, so, like, Mackenzie is apologizing for making Lauren feel uncomfortable to pursue her new boyfriend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's like, well, Connor and I are on the same page now. Like, it's totally fine. And Lauren's like, hmm, okay. So then Lauren talks to the boys, and she's like, Connor was acting like he was done with Mackenzie, but now I guess that's not. The, like, Lauren is also confused, but it's also, like, again, she's the other woman, so it's not really her business, I guess, but it's just so unbelievably awkward that that that, that even happened. 
this is where I get the read that people in the villa, especially the guys, may not be the biggest Mackenzie fans because not one of them considers going to Mackenzie and saying, hey, just so you know, Connor may be misrepresenting things to you, her, someone. Whereas I feel like generally there are some great male female friendships on any seed, whether US, UK version of the show. I don't feel like anyone is really there for Mackenzie when Lauren says something like this. Well, and here's my personal theory on that. Okay. All of these people came on Love Island not to find love, but to be on TV and maybe win some money. Sure. And they all see Mackenzie and they see that she is a star. And I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure that they know that this drama with her and Connor is sucking all of the air out of the show and they will not get the airtime. And so I, my conspiracy theory is that everyone's like, yeah, it would be the right thing to do to tell Mackenzie about this, but I want it to be over so I can get airtime. And they're not <laughs> realizing that if they insert themselves into that drama, they will get the airtime. That's genius. And that's how you play a reality TV show. See, but what they're not thinking about is that the longer Connor and Mackenzie are together, it's not that they're just going to settle down. They will always have drama. So by inserting yourself, you could potentially break them up and then lose them the airtime that way. God, Scally, both of us would be so much better at Love Island than all of these people. (laughs) I would vote for you to win. I, I would I like you together more than any of the couples on the show currently. Low bar. Low bar. <laughs> very but. low. Very low. Yeah. The bar is the floor. The bar is underground, actually. Uh, so I love then we get okay, it's the next day, of course, and we're still on this Connor and McKenzie bullshit. And Connor is in confessional being like I've been I'm struggling to be honest. I don't have the balls to tell her how I feel in the moment. And it's like, Connor, you gotta just like piss her get off the pot. Like this is it's too much. And he tells Mackenzie, you have been controlling and manipulative towards me. And Mackenzie pulls out my favorite line. I'm really sorry if my actions have made you feel that way. <laughs> it's not a real apology, but that's fine. Would you say it's manipulative? <laughs> well, and again, we, we don't need to rehash the whole thing again, but they're manipulating each other. It's really For bad. Sure. Yeah. Um, then it's great. We get to shift Kirsten and Lauren get their conversation. And uh, Kirsten's asking like, oh, did anything happen on the date? Like, how was it? Uh, she tells Lauren, like, you know, Carrington came back and said he wants to be with me. Lauren's like, if they want to lie to each other, like, sure, cool. Lie to each other. Is that what happened, though? I missed when Carrington said that. That's another, like, is that Kirsten playing the game or did we just not see that in the edit or did I miss it in my watching? It feels like playing the game. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, actually, he's not into you, so back off. <laughs> she said, but, get away from my man. I we mean, have no for, choice but to stand. <laughs> <laughs> no one comes between me and my man. <laughs> my man child. Uh, but do appreciate a very, uh, very shady confessional from Lauren with her saying, like, okay, if you want to lie to each other, that's okay with me. Well, and I, like, I really felt like this two hour episode was saying 
Carrington and Lauren are going to couple up. And when that is not what happened, I truly was mind blown. I have so many questions when we get to the the recoupling because I I part of it is like when they edited this episode, maybe they didn't know that they weren't going to end up together. But like, I feel like I've been really surprised by a lot of the recoupling so far. And this one at the end of episode two or not the middle of episode two, whenever it happens is no exception. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's fair. I, I find it very, very confusing myself. Um, we get more like Carrington talking about being unsure. He wants to get to know good, like new people. Um, and then we get the guy talk, which is incredible because Connor is talking about how he's drained from confronting Mackenzie. Uh, Mackenzie is not what he wants. Maybe he should break up with her. Oh my God. And it's like, <sighs> like, I can't imagine the conversations that he's having with Mackenzie that aren't making air. Because, like, it, literally in five minutes, I'll have the most toxic conversation. I can't even imagine what we're not seeing. I have this in my notes, and I don't normally like to read directly from my notes, but it's like, I'm exhausted from Connor being exhausted about confronting McKenzie. <laughs> Connor's a coward and a people pleaser and a liar. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Tell me how you really feel. <laughs> hey, but you didn't lie, though. It's I'm, like I, Connor is a people pleasing. Like I hate when people are like, "Oh, I'm, like he's a yes man," but like he has a agency. Like AKA liar. Yeah, he's a liar and a coward, and there's no better way to put that. Um, so we finally get another challenge. So I feel like this season we have had so few ch- actual challenges and so few uh, audience votes um, that it's really different from last season in that way. Um, and I think that it's probably. Uh, just because it's been so dramatic on its own, it doesn't need the push, I guess. But we get the all washed up challenge. So this is uh, one where the women are competing. They have to go through a car wash. So they uh, pour a bucket of water on themselves, go down a, a little water slide. They have to go through like a hot, like the hot wax, like spinny sponge things. Uh, then they wash a car a little bit and then they kiss the man of their choice and the men will decide which woman wins based on their own criteria of I guess like sexiness how how did you guys feel about this challenge the best part was Moira coming in on her crutches in slow motion for me personally <laughs> it's the slow motion for me it's the crutches for me <laughs> but I mean there was at least some drama here like you were saying there's not that many challenges and I would agree and I'm not complaining uh, we could have a few more votes I think that's due to them probably being high, being behind in what they're showing I feel like they're going through like multiple days like through these episodes and finally we're caught up through having a couple two hour episodes but I mean things where you know at least like Justine's willing to mix it up pick someone who's not her partner like that's where the drama should be and I like that we finally have people willing to make a decision like that yes so I was taking notes in this because normally in a challenge like this you know different people would choose different ways to approach it like someone would be goofy someone would be serious some people would be sexy but I think uh, all of them just went with sexy uh, in this one, uh, which I like is fine. I just wish there'd been a little bit like maybe someone doing a goofy would be funny. I don't know. Uh, but 
uh, the yeah, the notable things were that Justine picked Caleb, which causes some drama. Lauren does choose Carrington, which adds up. Uh, and Kirsten says she's not intimidated by Lauren because she's hotter than her. Hmm. <laughs> I think that the goofy thing would have like your number one goofy contender would have been Moira, who was not able to do it due to injury. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I, I think it goes to show that like nobody is secure. I think Selly is like the only person really secure in her relationship. So I think everybody still is like auditioning for these men. The other notable thing too, sorry, uh, I really liked Lauren's two little like half buns with the rest of her hair. <laughs> I thought it looked really cute. Um, but yeah, so they go through a lot of splits, a lot of just like. I don't even know. Oh, and Mackenzie freaking went out with the hair flips at the bottom of the water slide. It was a lot. Like, it was too much. And she took her shirt off. I mean, she really, like, this is what I'm saying. Like, in terms of the further manipulation of, like, I have to keep him in. Like, I'm at risk of losing him. I have to act chill. Like, I really have to kill this, like, sexy competition. Yeah, she when she ripped her shirt off to go down to her bikini top. Yeah, that was a lot. I'm here for it, though. I was living for these girls. I was like, yes, yes, like, take my money. I I, I loved it. Like, if you got it, flaunt it. Oh, 100%. I, like, if I if I could have been there with dollar bills, I, I would have been. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so the, the men on vote, and it is unanimous, uh, Lauren wins the competition. Again, it adds up because so many of these men are like, yeah, Lauren's the, the hottest one here. Mm-hmm. I also I feel it. like it's an easy decision to be like, oh, like new girl that we're none of us are coupled up with. We'll all agree on that. A little recency bias, I think, for her going last, but I just, <laughs> I need to talk about the Justine, Trey, Caleb of it all, because I feel like Trey got a bad rap for himself. Like, earlier on in the episode, Lauren is like, oh, Trey, you like kissed everyone. You're the serial kisser. And it's like, first of all, Lauren, really, it's worse to be single and kiss a few people who are also single rather than these guys who are like wiped up lying to their girlfriends and saying you're hotter than them, but okay, you know, whatever. Um, and, and and even I was like, oh, Trey is like a true player and like effing these girls over. But Trey has been really great to Justine. I think he's been open. He's tried to get to know her on her pace. I think she was never into him. Like, I think that much is clear. I think she sure. was playing a game to try to get picked over Caitlyn and like, you know, more power to her. But I do, I am team Trey here in that she should have just been honest. The fact that she maintains that she told Trey about Caleb, that's not what at least we saw. And I believe Trey that she never said that, that in the conversation they had, she actually just said like, you should get to know Lauren. And like, maybe when a guy comes in, I'll get to know him. Like she did not give an indication that there was a guy in the house that she was going to pursue. And then he, it's embarrassing, honestly, because the guys know that he's into Justine as more than a friend. It's not like her and Jeremiah had that friend zone conversation. And she plants one on this other guy out of nowhere. I, I, I understand why Trey was upset. I was upset as a viewer. I think Justine should go for what she wants, but I do think she played Trey. Yeah, a hundred percent. And like, it's really cute to go back and be like, oh, well, well, but we had this conversation about how you should, how, but how we're moving too slow and that's not fair to you. Just tell him you don't like him. Like, just tell him. And then she even says it would have confused you more. Like, 
No, what was confusing is that you still acted like you guys were going to pursue each other, and then you kissed somebody else at the challenge as though you're friends. So, like, that's what was confusing. And Trey's like, you thought it you thought it wouldn't hurt me for you to do this. Like, I think you hurt me on purpose. And that is what it seems like. See, I don't know. I think I'm team Justine here. While I think like it could have been handled better. I don't feel like they had any like obligation to each other in that. Like, you know what? They're not dating. Like we've said early, like Trey was free to kiss people because he's single. Just because you're coupled up on Love Island does not mean that you are a couple. Yeah, but so, that's not like, what we're saying. We're saying she should have just told him like, I'm not interested rather than dancing around it with, oh, we're not it, moving very quickly, so it's not fair to you. Like, it's Look not saying that they have to be sure. committed. It's just saying I, the communication should have been better. I understand saying that, like, she could have communicated it better, but I do feel like the distinction between saying, like, oh, we should talk to other people and, oh, you didn't tell me you were specifically into Caleb, like, eh, I don't really put a lot of weight in that, and I also don't agree with him being like, you did this specifically to hurt me. Like, yeah, she did it knowing that it could hurt him, but I don't see it as, like, a petty she went out of his her way specifically to hurt Trey. I just think that she was, like, you know what, Justine is also not had the easiest road in the villa and decided, like, I am going to do this because uh, I'm not sticking around unless I actually make a move here. I think it's true that I agree with you, Scally. I don't think it was intentional. I think that was sort of just like what a hurt person says. Like, I don't even think Trey would believe that at this point, but like, I think that's you're hurt. So it feels inten- like that's not what he's mad about. But look at what Justine was mad at Jeremiah for with Rachel. Cause then she was like, Oh, I was embarrassed. I wouldn't have kissed you in front of the whole house because while we were still open, we said we were going to maybe try to take it to a romantic place. And I think that's exactly where she left it with Trey, which is like, we'll still be open, but like, we're still, I'm not telling you we're just friends. Like we're still going to try, but also don't count yourself out with other people in the villa. And so like what Trey says later is like, yeah, I would have rather you done it not in front of the whole house, but you basically picked him over me in this moment. And like, you've never given me a chance. Granted, we know that Justine has never liked Trey, but like they've never kissed really. Like, she had an opportunity. She didn't have to make out with him. Like it could have been like a small kiss. Like I just think out of respect to not having your partner embarrassed when you've told them you're still potentially on a romantic level. If they were just friends, then fine. But that's like not what she said to him. So I don't know. I just thought it was a little humiliating for no reason. Like she could have just been honest with him. They've been honest the whole time together. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And I mean, he does talk about how, like, oh, Justine, like, woke him up, like, touching him, saying she missed him. And we didn't see that, which I feel like maybe we would. Like, I always feel like the truth is somewhere in the middle of that. Like, right. she probably, you know, like, probably, like, you know, touched him on the shoulder and is like, hey, like, what's up? Like, let's talk, whatever. Um, I do agree that, like, we saw them growing and I was, like, excited for that potential. But I did still kind of feel like this was always a, you know, marriage of convenience more than it was like them being exclusively into each other. So I see both sides, but I am not yet willing to say I am like fully like team Trey and like, Oh, Justine did wrong here. No, I mean, mean, look, I think she is clearly into Caleb. I think they have chemistry. Like, I think, I think that's a good match as of now. And so like, I support Justine. Like that's what she's here for, like in pursuing that. And when we talk about the Rachel issue, like I'm team Justine there. 
But I just think she could have handled it. Like, I don't think she should have forced herself to be with Trey. I just think she didn't have to, like, humiliate him. And I do think she did. Not on purpose, but I think she did. Yeah. She also felt humiliated in a challenge because of Jeremiah. So, like, she should know (laughs) not to do that. Yeah, it's one of those things where, like, both sides are kind of true. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, I also did give her a little bit of the benefit of the doubt in that she is like Jeremiah doing it on a week where she is at risk and not putting Trey at risk by, you know, she could have waited until the next time and then pursued Caleb hypothetically because like she already had this thing with Trey. But I I don't know. I fall somewhere in the middle. I think that the reaction was not totally fair. Like I get being like, oh, she did not go about this like 100%. But I also think Trey is probably going about it the wrong way where he's like I acted vulnerable with you like and it almost felt like uh oh I like opened up to you so like you like owed me that same respect back and I do it I I agree they own the same respect back but like nothing really beyond that and uh while she didn't give it to him fully I don't think he's taking like the right takeaway from this in like not opening up forward I think that's fair well, wait, what do you like with anyone or continuing it with her? What do it you mean? felt like he was saying like, oh, look at me. Like I open up again and I get hurt. And it's like, uh, like you guys kind of got to do this because first of all, like it's quick. And I am curious to see how Trey is moving forward with uh, Lauren and uh, actually Kirsten and anyone <laughs> else moving into the villa in the future. If he's willing to open up right. or if he takes this as a situation of that was my problem. I opened up and that's why it didn't work. Got it. Got it. So this drama now continues for a little while because uh, Rachel was also hurt by this because it turns out that uh, Rachel and Justine will always be going for the same men. And that's just that, I guess. Uh, And Rachel's like, well, Justine never even told me that she's interested. Um, Like, I don't think I can be friends with this woman. And that is just hard to see. That's BS. I totally agree with Justine and I like was reacting to this and then she gets the confessional saying the exact same thing like oh you could be great friends when you were stealing her guy but now that she's interested in your guy suddenly she's like this home wrecker and you can't be friends Rachel is boring like I was team Justine in this <laughs> all the way she's boring and she doesn't have a leg to stand on so I was like you basic mm-hmm. I fully am team Justine here I do see the if you wanted to make the argument that it was different in that Rachel was like a new person to the villa and was becoming friends with Justine while also like making that like first initial whereas like Justine and Rachel are established like friendly at least so like there's that slight difference but ultimately like fully team Justine here I agree with you Rachel's kind of boring and it, I was firmly like she doesn't have that like to stand on like you said I the only reason oh sorry I, I need to come here. You <laughs> go, like literally, Ali. Like, how many coffees have you had today? Uh, None. Ah, this is on no. Co- oh my god. So I'm like the, fueled by this. <laughs> the only thing I take issue with is calling Rachel basic because there is nothing wrong with being basic. <laughs> I, I, you know, she's boring and she's basic. Just because she's basic doesn't mean she'd have to be boring. But she's both. I think in terms of the friend defense and like fair scally, but. The only reason they were able to become friends is because Justine still made an effort to be friends with her while she was stealing her boyfriend. <laughs> like, not her boyfriend, but yeah, like, you know what I'm no. saying? 
So like totally fair. if Justine took the Rachel approach last week, they would not be friends. So sorry, Rachel, never loved you. No problem. <laughs> I don't know her. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, but yeah. So that's like just it. Just made me sad. Um, we and then we get like the Rachel Justine conversation where Rachel is struggling. Justine makes the very valid point, like the roles were reversed last time, and you were fine. So it's really unfair for you to pull this right now. Rachel's like, I need to take a step back from our friendship. Back for me. Doesn't seem, I mean, like we said, Rachel's a little boring, so maybe Justine will be better off. She has a new best friend in Sally, and I'm very happy for that friendship instead. Yeah, I like that a lot better. What do you think about Trey revealing the crush on Kirsten? Like, do you think that that could go anywhere? That or not, not really. was the wildest thing, I think, to right? come out of any of these episodes, <laughs> because we have seen, I don't think we've ever seen them talk to each other like are we to believe that trey has just been watching from a distance waiting for his opportunity to express his feelings for kirsten well that's what happened with justine right like i thought that was out of nowhere i also felt that was out of nowhere like i was ready to come into this podcast being like wow this uh justine caleb thing really came out of nowhere but (laughs) trey and Kirsten, like the trey thing with kirsten came even more out of nowhere yeah, I think it has happened. There was a uh, Love Island, I think season five, there's a situation where this kind of happens, where it pops up that one person has a crush on another person that you would, did not see coming at all. And yep. <laughs> that was um, probably more dramatic. But this was... Uh, definitely surprising i did not see them having really any interaction or any like real chemistry there but uh if especially if carrington is going to stray i am interested to see the reaction from kirsten and if she's into trey or where that could lead well i'm into trey team Team (laughs) trey have kirsten and trey been in the same room outside of the bedroom when they're in different beds well, there's only one room. The rest is a rooftop. So, no. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out, like, remember what it was like when Kirsten first came in. Like, who her dates were with. I don't even remember. Was it Carrington and was it Jeremiah? Um, yeah. I, was it only? I think it was only one date. Oh, was it? Yeah, I Oops. think it was they each had one. Oh, no, it was there. Rachel and Jeremiah. Duh, it was in the secret yeah. hot tubs. Okay. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, the secret hot tubs. I mean, I don't think it's that crazy. Like, especially it's so early on and Trey's basically single. I think Trey's getting that, like, Lauren's not into him at all. So, like, I think Trey's just, like, looking around. And and he, I really do think he was committed to Justine. So, like, now that he's freed up, he's like, okay, well, like, who else was I into? Okay, like, I want to get to know Kirsten. Okay. It adds up. Uh, We get more Connor, Lauren, McKenzie because that's what we get uh lauren is like i'm confused like we had a good date and then now your boyfriend girlfriend with mackenzie like what and connor's like you're the most attractive girl here i regret labeling my friendship and it's like lauren should see this and run literally run in the other direction like what is connor doing he's obviously not telling anybody the same things he has like he is a coward and a people pleaser as ali said and lauren instead is like what are you scared of and he's like i'm scared of how 
Mackenzie will treat me if I tell her the truth. I, that, you lost me. You fully I lost me, it. Connor. Like, go so away. Much. Like, Connor, you never had us, but you've lost us. <laughs> Dude, steal from my co-host. Grow up, Connor. I was so mad. Like, this is just, like, very clearly, like, painting her as the villain. And, like, it's like when guys call their, like, exes crazy. Like, oh, the biggest red flags. It was so maddening to watch how he's talking about her. And then we'll go right back to her like nothing is a problem. That never happens to me, is, so I can't <laughs> He is a disgusting man-child. Uh, I hate him. He is not nearly good-looking enough to be this toxic. <laughs> and, and then this is when it's almost like Mackenzie's like unable to really react anymore. Like This is what happens, too, when you get in a situation. is like, you don't feel free to actually get mad at stuff you have a right to be mad at. So like when Kirsten exposes how Connor acted on the date and he's and she confronts him. He takes a thousand minutes to stammer. And then he's like, oh, I can't think of a lie. So like, yeah, I did hold her hand. Like, I did do that. And I lied to you because and she's like, I'm sorry that you felt like you couldn't tell me that, like that it's my fault. And like she's, you know, her gut, I feel like is telling her that he's bad news, but she's fighting it because he's now convinced her that if she reacts even appropriately, that she's the crazy one. So now to prove that she's not crazy to keep him, she will eat all of this and just be like okay like see you can tell me like look how cool I was about it and that's like really effed up it, it just gross I just hate it so much I'm really confronting personal traumas here if you can't tell I, I honestly <laughs> Allie I feel like uh, not on the podcast like we need to do relationship <laughs> therapy together <laughs> it's like looking in a mirror it's the gaslighting for me. It's, right? it's, a, it's a toxic masculinity for me. Sally's like, get me out of here. No, I love feeling like I'm in a TikTok comment section. <laughs> it's honestly, Scally is a, is a youth forever, a zygote, and he gets to feel extra young by feeling like he's on TikTok. Dude, exactly. imagine aging. That was my favorite thing you guys said on this podcast. <laughs> you would not catch me dead aging. Yeah, that was, you would catch me dead aging. Oh, uh, Carrington. Hashtag Carrington. You would not catch him dead aging during quarantine. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, oh, my God. Where? I feel like we did everything. We talked about oh. Look I at know, my but there's so much more. There's it's, so much more. Then, like... <laughs> We're not even to the first episode, Allie. Like we, we never talked about Lauren making a full English breakfast or anything. No, we did. I said she's fake British and the breakfast showed. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, that is not an English accent. I, a friend of mine who I don't know if she wants to be exposed on this podcast, like texted clips to actual British people and were like, verify that this is BS. And they were like, uh, they were like, yeah, she definitely sounds like either an American who moved to London or more likely, not London, wherever she's from, or more likely a British person who's been in the U.S. for like 20 years. So like the accent is like watered down. I would be very here for finding out it's a fake accent. It has happened. Has happened on one other reality show that I've watched where a person was faking an accent for their entire lives, <laughs> but would be, and it was revealed that they had like been to London once, <laughs> would be very here what to find show out. What is this? Like, 
Um, I, I assume no one's going back. They should not watch this season of The Real World. Someone was faking an accent. Which season of The Real World? Um, it was one of the like much later seasons, uh, like one of the Bad Blood seasons or something like that. Uh, skeletons or no, not skeletons. That's still even too early. Explosion? Let me look it up. Explosion. No. I just, I really wish I hadn't even asked because now you guys get to bond over MTV reality, and I'm just out in the cold. Let me see. Her name was like oh, Tierra. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. We have to look into this, but it was bad blood. <laughs> the concept of someone faking an accent for their entire lives is. Uh, so attractive to me. I will begin cultivating an accent now. Uh, next time you hear from me, I'm going to sound different. And uh, that's just that. It um, is a good way to make sure your kids have a good accent if you're interested. <laughs> Fake an accent around them and then they'll grow up with one. I have one of my absolute closest friends moved from the UK when he was like, I don't know, 10. And he just knew that keeping his accent would be a positive to him. And so he actively worked to maintain his accent his whole life. (laughs) And it's so funny because in the last probably like six years, he has started losing it like a little bit. Sounds devastating. Uh, But then you like get him in a room with another like British person. And suddenly he has it back upper crust, like perfect London accent. It's so funny to me. I can relate because when I watch a lot of British TV, I also feel like I can do a better British accent. So this will be a surprise to no one, but I have no ability. To, I have no ear for language and I cannot do an accent. I can mimic someone like if you said it, I could repeat. But if you asked me to do a British accent, it would be the most embarrassing thing you've ever heard. <laughs> like I used to do. I took French class and it would be like. I don't even have a Jersey accent, really. But suddenly when I speak French, it's like the thickest Jersey accent you've ever heard. (laughs) (laughs) As a a Canadian, I feel like I've heard so many people speak French. But I now need to hear a Jersey accent speaking French. It's just like, it's devastating. But you know what? You're like, bonjour. (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to move on to be like, I'm also similarly disgusted by Moira and Freckles. Um, (laughs) What's his name? Calvin. 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 Which again, I just feel like like nobody is named Calvin in real life. Like, I, I, I know he's been around for a few episodes and we have podcasted about him before. I I just don't feel like that's a real name. He is a cartoon, so it makes sense that his name would be fake. And he really does look like KJ Apa from um, Riverdale. Where is Hobbs? Sorry. Yeah, where is Hobbs? I would much rather see Hobbs on Love Island than Calvin. Yeah, and so like We'd never really discussed it, but over the course of these two episodes, um, Moira and Calvin basically talk about, like, yeah, they want to take it slow and whatever, which it turns out is just Calvin wanting to keep his options open, but being too much of a coward to say it. Yeah, I feel like he kind of does say it. And again, here are some breadcrumbs. He does does (laughs) ultimately outright say it, but he leaves a lot of breadcrumbs first. Yeah, there are definite bread crumbs, maybe a slice or two of bread, <laughs> but it is pretty odd. Like when she's like, I just want to kiss you. And he's like, no, <laughs> like, ah. he's like, how do you feel about PDA? 
I hate it. <laughs> it's gonna be really awkward when he's like making out on television with some, the girl who comes in like next week, and she and she says it like I respect it if he wants to move slow. Uh, to me, the ring he wears is the best defense to any PDA because no one's been less attractive in jewelry than Calvin. But <laughs> I, I like she says like if this is I respect it if that's how he feels, but if it's just like his way of saying he wants to stay open, which it is, that I'm gonna be pissed. So I don't blame her. It's like. He's saying like, oh, we have this great connection. But then he's going to the guys and being like, I have no spark. I agree with him. Like I thought, so it's not really like Moira. Moira didn't dump James because of Calvin. If James had like kept his shit together, like maybe she would have picked him. But uh, James didn't really give her an option. But I also really didn't see chemistry between them from the beginning. Freckles and uh, Moira. Yeah, it's just, ugh, it's a lot, but we can talk about them after we talk about the recoupling ceremony in which basically everything you expect happens in this one, uh, except until at the very end. Uh, so, you know, Johnny picks Sally, Connor picks Mackenzie, Carrington sticks with Kirsten, which like the minute he wasn't the last one picking, we knew that was what was going to happen. Uh, Carrington, uh, sorry, Trey uh, picks Lauren uh, because they discussed like I don't know, protecting each other. Caleb uh, picks Justine and then Rachel is the one going home. And I do feel like the episode set it up to surprise us with this pick. Mm-hmm. I was surprised. I was definitely surprised. It's and so was Rachel. Surprising. Rachel says he feels like he lied to her, so definitely seems surprising. I do always wonder, like, what they're allowed to say, because, like, clearly I feel like they're not allowed to tell the person what they're going to do, because he has a very sweet goodbye to her and says, like, I apologize we didn't get to talk about it, like, you really deserve to talk about it, because he does say to her, like, don't worry about tonight, nothing has changed, which would seem like he's going to pick her. But I bet he's not allowed to. I, I would like I would like a rule clarification. But I thought what I assume the rules are, I do feel like he handled it okay. Yeah, I mean when you have Moira being like, he told me that he wants to be my crutch, like, okay, that's a direct quote. I think we know who you're talking about. So I think that it is probably like, all right, let's keep it as like open as possible, but I don't know if there's like a firm line there. Yeah, I it's just a lot. Oh, okay, but also apparently Rachel has said in her exit interviews that Trey was campaigning to make sure that Justine went home. He was being very petty. Um, I agree. I, I stand a petty king. But it's not like they were in this like long term relationship and then she like broke his heart. Like they were talking briefly and then he was like, Yeah, no, you don't get to stay. <laughs> yeah, no, that's embarrassing. <laughs> he's For also him. isn't he like twenty two? No, he's like twenty five, I think. I was gonna say I would do the same thing at twenty two, but also I probably would do the same thing now at twenty seven. <laughs> I was saying that like insure or something. I'm confused. Like, never mind. I definitely would do the exact same thing uh, because, as I said last time, I will cut anybody out of my life at a moment's notice for no real reason. So I would be happy to campaign to get rid of someone who mildly upset me. Um, speaking of exit press. I, better, I want to do exit press. I want to interview these people. Oh, yeah. What happened? 
I don't know. I'll I'll miss a drop and be like, are we blacklisted for being too mean about the men on this show? I have so many questions. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Were you guys surprised that Trey ends up with Lauren and that um, Carrington, neither Carrington nor Connor strayed. I I was surprised. I thought that one of them was going to, but I also felt that they showed Lauren as a viable option for both of them so many times that I didn't feel like we had enough resolution to know what was going to happen. Like, I think that is going to come to a head more so on a girl's choice where she gets to pick. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think, that, I think See, that that's more dramatic and that's how it's going to come to a head I was 0% surprised that Connor didn't stray because right. I don't think Mackenzie would let him but also <laughs> I guess Mackenzie's in charge she wears the pants <laughs> but no also like again he's like not he says I'm not ready to confront everything I don't think he wants to be the bad guy and yeah but like also I don't think it's there between him and Lauren I don't think that anything is coming of that with Carrington I can very much see I was a little surprised but can also see where it was the like uh, it's a lot safer for me to pick Kirsten this week and then I can continue discussing things with Lauren because there's a 0% chance Trey picks Justine now so only one girl's going home this is the safe pick and we'll figure it out later I was going to say they they knew like especially with um, Rachel saying like how Trey was campaigning like they definitely knew it was going to come down to Rachel or Justine so like they're not certain why send someone home when they don't have to but I do think I do think Lauren and Carrington are going to end up getting together but there is a chance that a guy's going to come in and Lauren's going to be like, all right, F these losers. I was too good for all of them anyway. A hundred percent chance, I would say. <laughs> I still think there's a 20% chance her and Carrington get together. Uh, I for a short I amount of time, I'm sure. sure. Um, so then we start the Friday episode and I loved at the beginning, we see Justine and Sally and they're just like commiserating over everything going their own way. <laughs> yeah big fan of the friendship and can relate to things going your own way is very nice I I can't relate nothing has ever gone my way <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we see like Trey and Lauren are like yeah we're excited to get to know each other but we're not going to rush and it's like yeah this is not a thing like this is not lasting another episode cycle no 0% chance I see nothing there yeah I'm fully gooped right now because I had my note. I had episode two. Like, I thought we were done. Just the hideaway text. There's a whole, there's a whole hour. I mean, I watched it, but I have nothing. <laughs> it's fine. I feel like we're going to zoom through it pretty yes. quickly, to be honest. And then we can talk about whatever nonsense we want to talk about. <laughs> Dying. I was like, um, nope, that's the end of the show, guys. Nothing else. That's it. Bye. Um, Weird that there was no Friday episode. Yeah, huh? they, they literally just showed a two minute clip about the hideaway. It was so weird. My don't say episode two started with uh, Trey and Lauren talk. I mean, who knows? Who cares? Let's do. I could have just done it live and gotten through with it, but I had to call it out. (laughs) Okay. Well, we then get Carrington and Kirsten, and Kirsten's like, "Yeah, I'm glad we worked through this situation." Which, like, okay, uh, sure, Kirsten. And then we get they're talking about. Uh, what they what they smell like, which I have no recollection of this, but Scally wrote down that Carrington smells like hot sauce and Kirsten smells like hot dogs. 
<laughs> which is so rude. Wait, no, I thought he just misheard. He just misheard her and said, that "Oh, was- did you make hot dogs?" And she's like, "I said hot sauce," and he was like, "Oh." <laughs> Uh, this see that adds up a lot more. Um, it reminds me. I saw this TikTok last night of someone being like, "I just have a question. Like, just please let me know." But have you ever noticed that, like, when white white people get wet, they have a white a wet white person smell? <laughs> and that's all I can okay. think about. <laughs> I mean, imagine someone telling you that you smell like hot dogs. I don't think I've ever had a more insulting comment thrown my way. That would be the absolute meanest thing someone could say. Like, what smells worse than hot dogs? I don't know. Wait, wait. A nice barbecue, like, charcoal hot yeah, dog but smell? Do you want to like smell like that? See, I was yes. thinking raw hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Which really reveals something about Gavin my just own. just to talk about raw dogs. <laughs> <laughs> nope. No, no, no. <laughs> That's not what was said there. Just leave a couple breadcrumbs out of the way. <laughs> I just, okay, but like, Allie, you would just you would want to smell like a like a charred hot dog. I mean, in the summertime, I love being like by a campfire. I like, yeah, give it to me. That's fine. I've smelled worse for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I would think hot dogs over hot sauce. Oh, really? I feel like mm, hot sauce is about seventy five percent of my diet, so Probably it is a already real- smell like hot sauce. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a realistic possibility that I, I smell like. Here's hot the sauce. thing. With like a really spicy hot sauce, it could kind of like burn someone's nose a little bit. And I would like that as like a superpower (laughs) (laughs) to like people with my aroma. Wow. What a horrible superpower in a world where people have superpowers and you lightly burn their nostrils is your power. Hey, I didn't say that's like my preferred superpower. You said you'd love it, which is a I very would, strong word. I would love that. Like, in, I mean more so like in a world where no one has superpowers and I can mildly burn people's nose. This is what love. I love about this podcast is that like this was a throwaway scene and I'm now realizing that my episode two notes were episode two and I was just sprinkling comments at what happened throughout. So I suck. But what I love about you guys is this was like a true throwaway scene where it just showed how like their communication and connection are trash. Like they misunderstood each other and it was boring and we can make this like a 30 minute segment about what's worse hot dogs or hot sauce I think that what's great about Scally and I as a podcast team is it's very it's very much like the opposite of how you talk about like yourself with your uh, main co-host uh, Brian Cohen that you guys don't really communicate that well I guess you now communicate more outside of the podcast but you used to like never talk and then you would podcast and then that, that would be it Scally and I talk all of the time. A good amount. See, but now that you're saying that you would like to burn people's nostrils and thus be <laughs> mildly unpleasant to be around <laughs> is a interesting choice. I, let me tell you right now, being mildly wait. unpleasant to be around would be an improvement for me. <laughs> yeah, wait, Scally, I was going to say, you know, Kirsten, like you and I know Kirsten. You know her better than I do. And you're acting like pearl clutching over the fact that she said this. Like, no one who listens to this podcast is surprised to hear Kirsten having, like, saying that. <laughs> well, and I, I say that with the highest admiration and respect. I honestly thank you because I think, Allie, if you 
did not respect me or did not like, I think that would hurt more than pretty much anyone else in the world not liking or respecting me. It's the vengeance for me. Like, I would be so scared. Like, if Ali and I didn't get along, I'd be so scared. Like, I, I don't know how I would function. I don't understand that. I feel like Mackenzie, when people are like, I'm scared of her. I'm like, no, no, what no, did no. I do? That's not what I mean. Like, I don't think you're scary. Like, I think that I think that if you and I were in a legitimate fight, we would both take it way too far. Like, we would go there. I think that that's our argument style. I think we both have the same one. Because people always say they're scared of me, too. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm, just, I'm, I'm most so likely nice. to get in a fight, McKinnis. Okay. I would never get in an actual <laughs> physical fight, Scally. And that's the thing. It's just our group of friends. None of us would get into a fight. And I'm the most confrontational. And so that's why people <laughs> say that. I would never get in a physical fight. I'm too scared. I have a beautiful face and I could not bear <laughs> to have it messed up. It's all about psychological warfare. Exactly. Just like the men on this show. Just like the men on this show. It's like literally Scally, I paid like $13,000 on my teeth. You think I'm going to risk one of them getting punched out of my face? No! That's fair. How? Like, God. Anyway, so we m- simply must move on. Um, I'm already done with the episode yeah I was like can I go like I'm done she's like I want to unpack my new apartment but I no I traveled to get here to be here today you were like we could easily replace you and I was like no 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 I was I was worried about inconveniencing you with this early morning trip back into the city but then you were fine with it so I was like okay great more than fine i made it happen baby you were like no i'm i'm coming on i i do not share i will be there saturday i had to sort out my my traumas uh (laughs) through connor and mckenzie's undoing um so we get what was really great to me was this kirsten and mckenzie conversation where they're both talking about like lauren and how uh, and Kirsten finally is like, yo, Mackenzie, I heard Lauren and Connor were super touchy feely on their date. Yeah, finally, someone tells Mackenzie the truth. Like, Connor has been yeah, dropping breadcrumbs around the villa, and finally, one of them has been brought back to her. Uh, that shows how long it takes for anyone actually to feel obligated to tell Mackenzie, I feel like. Why don't they love her? At least Sally, uh, no, Sally's with Justine. No one else is friends with Mackenzie. Why is that not true? But then wait, when the, then Rachel goes home and Mackenzie can be seen bawling her eyes out. And I was like, <laughs> this fraud over here, like, you, when did you even talk to Rachel? Like, all Mackenzie does is go around the house giving, honestly, pretty good advice, but, like, doesn't seem to be friends with anyone and then is overacting the, the tearful goodbye. Well, it's funny because when people were like, oh, like you're kind of controlling. She's like, we don't even spend that much time together. Like every other couple spends more time together than us. Meanwhile, Mackenzie and Connor make up 95% of the episode. So all they do is spend time together from our perspective. And so it's like uh, Mackenzie, if that's true, that they're not spending time together, has to be spending time with these other Islanders. So I don't know why her relationships are not stronger or maybe that's why they're not stronger. Oh, yeah, it's just, I I want them to love her as much as I do. Uh, This is where, by the way, that I spoke out of turn and said that uh, 
she confronts Connor and Connor is like, oh, yeah, I did hold her hand and then she eats it. So, again, sorry, I've given all of my takes. I will just sit here and no, scroll TikTok. it's fine. Like, I feel like we've <laughs> we've fully dissected the full Mackenzie Connor toxicity. Um, the only thing we didn't really discuss here is when she's like, oh, I regret making Connor feel like he can't express himself. I'm like, no, that's not what happened. Mm-hmm. Like, both of stop like enough like connor has her completely snowed and it's so unfortunate this is a man who had to bring a phone with a picture of a handwritten note in order to say i'm scared (laughs) so i have to write everything down so i don't forget anything it was two sentences it wasn't that long connor (laughs) like get it together why was he not allowed to bring the pen and paper like what was the situation that he needed to only have the phone well, so I I didn't realize that that's what it was. I thought that he had written in like the the notes app, like if he was no, it was an apology. I didn't even re- like I I gotta get my glasses on when I'm watching TV because obviously I'm too far away now, and I I didn't even clock that. That's hilarious. And he uses it like I couldn't. I had look at the scribble I had to do to bring this to you. You terror. oh my god i literally i hate him so much like i don't think i don't hate him more than james but it's like connor is so much more dangerous than james because james was yelling look at me i'm wild and toxic and i'm putting it out there whereas connor is like yeah i'm toxic and horrible but i'm gonna make you think it's your fault well, because James is crazy in front of everyone, whereas Connor acts one way in front of someone and then one way in front of someone else, which makes it very difficult to put those pieces together unless you're watching him on a television show. Once again, speaking from experience, it is the absolute worst when you're dating a quote nice guy and then you tell your friends what's going on and they're like, him? Never. He's such a nice guy. And you're like, <laughs> okay, you're right. I lied. My bad. <laughs> That's and I just like for the record, if anyone is ever venting to me about their significant other, I will be the one to be like, "Are you kidding me? That they did that to you?" Like I'm, I will cyber bully. I'm ready to go. I will believe <laughs> you 100 percent of the time. There you go. That's yeah. that's who I am. I I just believe women. That's all. <laughs> All right. Oh my god, anyways, it's 9.40 in the morning and I'm still exhausted. Um, Sally and, and Johnny like talk about their relationship and they're super cute, they're flirty, it's adorable. Um, and then we get the segment of Lauren cannot abide Trey's snoring. Has Trey been snoring this whole time and they didn't show it? Or like... I have to think so. I feel bad for Trey here. He can't help it as what? a snorer. Sally is <laughs> taking this personally. Snorer. Yeah. I'm also yeah. a snorer, but I try to pretend it's not real. I've apparently stopped, but when I was a kid, I used to snore, and that was like vicious because at sleepovers, he'd be like, Allie was snoring. And it's like, girl, I cannot help it. I like I'm quite I always was like suspicious that I have a deviated septum but when I had to get a COVID test this summer I think it was confirmed because on the right side of my nose they like tried to stick the q-tip up and it went up but then they like couldn't turn it properly to do the test and so they had to take it out and do it on the other side and so I like 
now confirmed have have a deviated septum will be getting a nose job at some point obviously um i'm only gonna keep getting hotter everybody uh, and then maybe i'll stop snoring but then you really can't get any fights i am <laughs> never getting into a physical fight like it's just it's not something i would ever actually do i just hate this narrative that people think i would throw hands because i wouldn't I will hurt people with my words as the good Lord intended. <laughs> um, Very fun thing to do with Kirsten is when you're in person and you say something that's mildly annoying and she punches you in the arm to go, ah, stop fighting me. Stop fighting me. So I'm, and I'm trying to work tip. on that. Like I'm getting, I'm getting better at that. I'm, I'm trying not to punch people in the arm anymore. Kirsten has never punched me in the arm and I've seen her in person more than once. I, I don't hit women. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> so Any- we'll leave it at that. Scally's out. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so Kirsten and Carrington go on a date where they get to ride horses to a picnic. And how, okay, have either of you been horseback riding before? I have. I have not. Okay, so when you're going on like a trail ride like this, the horses they are giving you, it's like literally anybody could ride this horse. Like the horse knows where they're going. You don't have to do a whole lot. But Kirsten is like holding the reins so tight. Like she needs to hold in this wild stallion. And I'm just like, why are you trying to choke this poor horse? It's almost like she is thinking of the horse as Carrington. <laughs> You didn't. <laughs> She's annoying on this date. She's like, oh, it was so great. He got to see me in my element, like not the bottle service side, because he's kind of a jerk about it, right? He's like, mm-hmm. oh, like my lifestyle is incompatible with yours, but like it'll be cool to like keep kicking it until I dump you. Like, so I think she picks up on that. And instead of being like, wow, I deserve better than this 22 year old loser, like, She's like, oh, I showed him I'm not just my job, which like you are a job. Your job is a part of you. She should not be made to feel like bad because of it. And she's like, I got to show him I'm this like rustic cowgirl. But like, is she? I mean, (laughs) it goes. It's as easy as when she says, like, you know, I'm someone who really needs like more reassurance. And he's like, oh, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) I don't need that. He's like reassurance. Never heard of it. I will not be providing that to you. Yeah, she's like, I'm also like a really touchy feely person. He's like, eh, I'll try. <laughs> like, okay, Carrington. That was crazy to me because yep. that's one of the things that Lauren says she likes about Carrington is that he's very touchy. So I feel like Lauren is not wanting to call him out for changing, but I feel like Carrington used to give her a lot of reassurance and used to be touchy, but now is like obviously separating himself from her. So that was like kind of a sad moment, but it's like, wake up, girl, the slices of bread are on the floor. <laughs> the loaves there's full loaves the full loaves uh, and I, I did like how they're like riding these horses and he's like oh is this like what your hometown is like and she's like my hometown's like all about football and it's like okay yeah you're from a small town that doesn't mean that you magically live like out on the range Friday night lights Friday night lights uh, which is again like I just football is like just simply not as much of a thing in Canada. And so I'm always really surprised when it's it's like an important part of someone's life just because like, like, yeah, my high school had a football team, but like, I don't think anyone went to the games. Hmm. I don't know if they won or not. I couldn't tell. Yeah. You. Our football team was so bad that 
every school would choose us to be their homecoming game because it was like a guaranteed win and like morale booster for the school. Um, so it was always very interesting when our team actually beat their team at their own homecoming, knowing that we were so bad and our fans were so obnoxious. <laughs> like, yeah, we won one game. So that's how my high school football team was. That's literally what going to Northwestern is like. And you're always the homecoming game. And if you get one win off of Penn State, you're like, you suck. You couldn't even beat us. Like, it's like, okay, cool. That's so funny. Yeah, I can remember one time where people were driving out and kids are literally like hanging out the like roofs of their like dad's Jeeps and like screaming at teams. Meanwhile, like police are like, please leave. Just leave the campus. Please go home. So, yeah, people were obnoxious. Nothing like the police saying, please leave. Yeah. <laughs> please, simply, please, please leave. Um, <laughs> so, anyways, there is actually like a little bit more of the episode that we need to get to. Where I feel like yep. again, we're done. Um, so, this is where we get the like galaxy brain moment of Trey talking about how he wished Carrington would pick Lauren so that he could have picked Kirsten because. Uh, his feelings have been building up, but he won't tell her until the time is right. So he just like out of nowhere has developed a crush on Kirsten. We have no idea. Similarly to how out of nowhere I brought this up when it had no business being brought up at the time. <laughs> <of> the podcast. <laughs> Don't never apologize for being who you are because it was perfect and we loved it. I'm really hoping the time is right soon, though, because I want to see this drama before one of them gets sent home. Oh, I think it's I think we'll see it like on the Sunday episode. I'm hoping. Um, or the Monday or the Tuesday or the Wednesday. if not <laughs> It's every day. Literally. Oh, my God. And I just I've decided I will not. I'm just not going to watch the Saturday recaps because I need a day off uh, like seven oh days God. a week. Imagine watching the recaps. That's for suckers. Could never be me. Like you, <laughs> got, you guys, you have us. You don't need a recap episode. It's like I saw a tweet recently that was like, "Certified freak, seven days a week." This is why we need to unionize. And that's how I feel about <laughs> Love Island right now. Yeah, I, the thing, especially when it was five hours a week versus the it was a two hour recap i was like just watch the extra three hours there's better content why are you skipping all the good stuff <laughs> i i can't i can't even imagine i i just can't i could never really could never be me um anyways there's more like Sally Johnny cuteness about how they're having fun together and they're all in and it's cute. Um, then we get Justine and Caleb and we the actually end is nigh for them. I'm sorry. No, stop <laughs> being like an omen for like relationships ending. It just hurts. Sorry, I'm just living my life and it happens around me. Okay. <laughs> Uh, oh, I like them. <laughs> I can't literally like if I ever find someone willing to put up with my bullshit and be like, Allie, give me the full rundown. Is it going to work or not? And if she says no, I'm just going to dump them. On the People okay, thought wait. like tarot or astrology wasn't like scientific. Imagine me with nothing and just being like, that's doomed. That's doomed. <laughs> that's also probably doomed, but maybe it'll be okay. 
<laughs> okay, so who do you, which of these couples do you think has the best chance of actually making it to the end then? Okay, so I actually, I, okay, again, Selly and Johnny, I think Johnny's willing to go the distance. So I think it's in Selly's court. I think they are the most compatible. Like, there's no way they're not winning most compatible on the vote. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody else, I think, will break up before the end. I think uh, Calvin is itching for literally anybody else to come in. Yep. So he's gone and Maura's done. I think Maura will go home. I don't think she's actually been making it to the end of the season with somebody else. Um, who else is even on the show? Justine and Caleb, maybe. I do not get, I think they have chemistry. I think this is the first guy Justine has really liked. I don't know that it's reciprocated because I think he's doing a lot of like, she's perfect on paper. Like she's a family girl. I love that. And then he's saying like, I picked her cause the house loves her. Mm-hmm. Unclear if he's into her, but I think they are close second. Maybe. Okay. I was going to say, does house mean producers? <laughs> like, were they very much in like in the confessionals being like, so you like Justine, right? Don't you think Justine is like a good energy for the house? Like, that's where I was like, hmm, I do agree that Justine seems to be more integrated into the house. But I also wonder if producers were like, this might be a good idea. I think that's possible. But I also think like, Justine was laying it on thick like he says to her like you really made a hard push like Rachel was sort of hanging back and Rachel only picked him because Jeremiah dumped her and like he knows that right like she was like yeah I mean I'm really close with Jeremiah but like you know we'll see and then Jeremiah gets dumped so she's available so I I still think it's like he was her second choice whereas he probably liked that Justine like picked him over somebody like made a controversial choice to like pursue him. Or is that just me who would like that? I don't know. I just, <laughs> no, I think that's fair. I think anybody wants to feel like they've been chosen. And especially if there's more than one option and you're the one that's chosen. I feel like that feels extra good. Um, I I just found, okay, like, Justine and Caleb, it was so weird when Justine's like, well, do you love me yet? Guess I need to work harder. And I was like, what is this energy you're bringing? What is we've this? also never seen, we have not seen Justine, like, really flirt before. We've seen her be sort of like the shy girl, the friend first. And it's like kind of good to see her like actually pursuing a guy, but it is cringy. It's yeah. horrifying. It's a lot. <laughs> um, we also get uh, Calvin and Moira, and this is the conversation where he's like, yeah, I'm open to other girls. And Mara's like, yeah, maybe I'm moving quicker than you are. I was like, Moira! <laughs> Mm, yeah it's funny not funny <laughs> it is interesting to see where she was like whoa whoa James is moving too fast and now it's like okay now she's the shoes on the other foot and it is not, obviously not that Moira is doing the same things that James is doing but it is very much she likes Calvin a lot more than he likes her and so uh, uh, let's say like Allie they're not going to last I think it's like she needs a happy medium because I feel like she was really happy with where she was with James and like their kissing and like their connection. But then he was like jumping the sex, like at, like his whole speech at the like nomination, not nomination, whatever it is, like the recoupling was like all about sex. Like it just was like kind of gross. Mm-hmm. So I feel like she needs a guy who's like in between, you know, like interested in her, but not insane. Don't we all need that? <laughs> I think you're right. I think you're right. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, it's sad where, cause she like, she's talking to Justine next and she's like, yeah, like we don't really do PD. Like he doesn't even flirt with me. <laughs> like, oh, that's not good. Yeah. It's like, he does not like her at all. Yeah. He is absolutely not interested. And she was just an easy way for him to get in, to stay on the show. Because um, again, the person that she was coupled up with was uh, acting a whole fool. And oh it's just not it's not great um we get it's like not it. it was not it um the we get girl talk from kirsten and mckenzie and again mckenzie's giving great advice like don't ignore red flags it's like mckenzie listen no. to yourself <sighs> i'm sweating from that that got me hot as you know because we already <laughs> talked about it it's just like he's leaving breadcrumbs for you and you should acknowledge that it's like ooh. Oh, she's like, someone. She actually Connor should manipulate her and convince her not to watch the show back. She will not like it. I, I think she needs to. I think her seeing the show will be therapy, just as much as you and I talking about it is, Sally. Oh, oh, sure. Confronting my own actions would be great, but that doesn't mean I'm going to do it. This <laughs> Who has the time? This is too relatable. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Connor and Mackenzie are not lasting past. Kirsten's exit interview with Mackenzie, if that ever comes to be. I, if I get to interview Mackenzie, <laughs> I'm going to Taryn Armstrong style, be like, this is what happened that you didn't see and you need to know, <laughs> and here's the truth. Oh, I thought you meant Brian, uh, Brian, that's weird. I thought you meant Scally wasn't going to be able to come and you were going to do it alone when you said Taryn style. <laughs> balloons and they have to thrust to pop balloons on each other's butts which obviously Moira's not great at with her hurt leg I think she should have used her crutches to pop the balloons imagine that would have been so funny like he just lifts up a single crutch pops a balloon and moves on it was it was wild that she had to limp over there i feel bad though that has to be like the worst like the one time you're on television and you pop your knee out like doing the hustle or whatever dance she was doing how old is moira like how (gasps) wait kirsten just wait till you get there i literally i twisted my ankle over a month ago and i'm still dying and i (laughs) should have a boot and crutches and i'm just like pretending I'm fine. My other uh, Love Island chat is Molly Black and Johnny Langan who have been on the Challenger Hap Up. I want to be in that chat too. You're welcome to be in that chat too. Like literally Molly is watching with like a shred of attention to the show and she was like they didn't even say how Moira got injured. I was like oh they did and it is the most 28 year old injury in the history of the world. We're like you're just trying to have a good time with younger people and your knee just like pops out for no reason. <laughs> yeah and she's like oh I hurt my knee and I was like oh that sounds bad and then suddenly she's on crutches and you're like oh it was that yeah. severe okay. See, I think that there's a zero percent. Like if a guy is like, oh, I'm into Moira. I think producers are like, next we're We want her off this show as fast as possible. I don't think they have any interest in keeping her like she can't do the challenges. She's not the most like I like Moira, but she's not like bringing drama like at any point. So I think producers are really going to be hoping she gets left out at one of the next uh, coupling ups. Oh, I like her. She's fine. She's so sweet. Like she's some. I just want to wrap her in a warm blanket and like feed her some soup. 
She's a little <laughs> off for me. It's the expressions for me, honestly. I, I don't know. I just like it's something just is her not face. all there. Something is not all there. Also, where is uh Freckles been watching the show? He like is surprised that she had an eight year relationship. Like that was her whole package. Was surprised because he was like, "Oh, like I really like like you," and I like, but but like, it seems like at least like they definitely are watching the show. They're in quarantine. No, I They're think, not doing anything. I else. think he pulled a Meta World piece, and he was like, "Oh, those DVDs you gave me, I didn't watch them." <laughs> I watched season two of the Umbrella Academy instead. So the friend zone conversation is coming. The second like some oh, yeah. woman comes in, it's like, "Oh, more." I'm like kind of picking up a friend vibe. Yeah, okay. Calvin is picking new blonde in the challenge instead of Moira for sure. Yeah. <laughs> new blonde. Whoever it is, we're calling her new blonde forever. Like, I would have to know her. Okay. Well, but what if she is older? Can she be old blonde? <laughs> new blonde, old guy. Okay. Um. Um, so then, okay, then they play Never Have I Ever, and they play it weird where for every five drinks, you then have to do a dare. I've certainly never played this version of Never Have I Ever. We also didn't get like what the never have I ever was like. I feel like it became all the dares. In which case, let's just play truth or dare. Well, they do. They've already done that a few times, so they needed to add a new element to it. Um, I guess at one point it was never have I ever sucked toes. Never have I ever had a threesome. Just like normal things that people do for (laughs) never have I ever. Um, and then yeah, they do truth or dare. Carrington gives Kirsten a lap dance and. Let me. I need to preface this with I hate Carrington so much. But when he like whipped his belt out and like hit the ground, I was like, "Okay, hi." <laughs> I was like, "Why is he wearing a belt on Love Island?" <laughs> that was sort of my. Like, You're a rational human, and I was like, "He is very toxic." <laughs> um, they get uh, Johnny sucks on Sully's toes. Yep, so he's got to put a finger down for that one now. He already did, I believe. The editing showed him taking a drink at the sucking toes because I clocked that and was like, uh, and then he really enjoyed the the selling. <laughs> it's like, and it's the thing, I try not to kink shame, but just, uh, <laughs> And then, uh, Calvin has to give Moira a five second passionate kiss and he's like oh that was too short and it's like almost like when you give someone a chance uh, physically you are more attracted to them it's crazy no, they wanted him to say that in confessional he had no interest and now Moy- poor Moira is going to be like oh he is interested no it was a dare Moira it doesn't count but she didn't look that into it like honestly the two of them had zero chemistry in that kiss yeah. zero yeah, she's like she kept like pulling back to like grin a little bit, and I was like, "What are you doing?" Also, if that's like if he was really not comfortable with PDA, he wouldn't be comfortable with that in the game. Like to me, that's like he clearly is comfortable with like kissing on camera and stuff. <laughs> like it's just not with you. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Then uh, Johnny and Lauren kissed. Mackenzie was like spanking Connor, which. I guess Wait, I, Johnny Johnny and Lauren kissed. Did I miss that? I I too missed it, but yeah, Sally I was wrote like, did it I down. This wrong? I have to go back. I might have written that wrong. Oh no, something <laughs> happened with uh, Lauren. I guess I don't know. Mackenzie was like spanking Connor and uh, no Trey and Lauren kissed. Trey and Lauren kissed. Also zero chemistry. Wow, Scally. Whatever. Um. Yeah, it was not good. It was just such a blip that I didn't even notice who it was. Um. 
Mac- yeah, Mackenzie is like I think trying to remind Connor of when he lost his virginity in the like <laughs> Shades of Grey situation because she was like really into like spanking him. Um, and then Justine had to kiss Caleb from the chest to the ear, and it seemed like they were super into it. Yeah, starting to see some chemistry there. I am rooting for them. Uh, a little nervous for them on this upcoming vote, but definitely like them as a couple. Yeah, they're they're cute enough. Uh, then they uh, Connor gets a text that the hideaway is open, and Mackenzie is literally like, "See you later, bye," and like goes to leave. And just she, kidding, just kidding, though. No, that was like a joke. Kelly's <laughs> <laughs> like, "Oh, do you want it?" And she's like, "Uh, yeah." And then Moira's like, "Well." can we talk about it as a group? And then Mackenzie looks like she wants to murder Moira. <laughs> Again, if, if, Mac- if Mackenzie had just been a normal human and waited, although I was almost surprised they didn't get it in the first place. And then it was Johnny and Sally. And then I was like, Oh yeah, right. Johnny and Sally. And then they are clearly, while they have the most drama and everybody probably knows they're not going to last. Like, they're more established than any other couple. So yeah. it would normally go to them anyway. If she could just calm the f down you know and so like i think this is just a red herring like they're gonna let them have it but i did enjoy her having to do another like lol like i don't even want like what like i didn't even mean that like oh my god that's so weird that you would think i i meant that i should have it yeah, yeah. i i think that that's a hundred percent true like they're definitely going to get it but they just wanted the episode to end on a dramatic note Mm-hmm. especially when like the only couple that could have even rivaled them for it just went on a date today I don't think that there's any doubt that they're actually going to get this hideaway I do wonder I think Mackenzie is going to want to go further than Connor will in the hideaway Ooh. because again I think she's trying to lock him in in an insecure way and like again no shame to her but like I do think she's like trying to do every establishing move of like making sure that he can't leave her. And I do think that Connor is going to like want to not go as far because first of all, he said he's only had sex with three women and that it's like special to him. We've had that set up. So I'm very curious to see what happens in the hideaway. Yeah. I don't think Connor is going to want Mackenzie to be the fourth person that he sleeps with, but I also could see him just doing it anyways and then blaming her. But if they have sex, then I don't think he will ever leave her on the show. <laughs> I'm putting that in is- there. I'm curious to see because Mackenzie was the one on like the first night where I think it was even like she may have proposed the question like so would you guys hook up in here and McKen no definitely not I would never do that so I am interested to see if that is uh, held up whereas I feel like Connor's going to go along with whatever Mackenzie wants to do in there but then then I think we will see a confessional of him being like oh I didn't want to do that and Mackenzie like like manipulate it. Like, I think that that's going to be uh, a plot point if they do end up. Um, oh, he sure. says that he cannot recover. Like the that to me morning. is somebody who is not at all in tune with what, like, I think Connor is overly conscious about how he's being portrayed on the show. And I think, I don't think he can have sex and then blame her for it and say, I wasn't interested. Like, I think that's, you can't recover from that. Yeah. I think he's completely divorced with reality though. Um, so the episode ends with a public vote, which happened last night, um, where we are supposed to vote for the most compatible couple. And I will admit, I slept through the voting window. I missed it. <laughs> See, while they're definitely not the most 
compatible couple. I did vote for Connor and Mackenzie. Oh my God. Because- and that's who I wanted to vote for because I want Mackenzie to know that she's love. I don't want her to go home. And I am wondering if it's going to be the least compatible couple that goes home or like, okay, now the Islanders have to pick one person from each couple to stay of the bottom two. And I feel like Connor is staying 10 out of 10 times over Mackenzie. So I cannot ever fall down there. Exactly. All right. Good for you guys. I have a question for you guys. Okay. That has nothing to do with Connor and Mackenzie's compatibility. If that's okay. Of course. So I wanted to see what James has been up to since he left the show. So I went to James's Instagram and of course, no accountability, no recognition of anything, but whatever. Um, but it made me go back into like, well, you haven't already talked about this, right? And I missed it. No. Okay. Um, it was like somehow I was like quiet. I was like, wait, am I embarrassing myself? <laughs> um, but Whoever was running James's Insta while he was in the house, I need to talk to because it is the funniest thing in the world. It's I like picture it as his mom, but maybe it wasn't. But like, here's an example. Wait, what's his his at? It's James underscore McCool one. So if you just type in James McCool, like you'll find him. But like, okay, on one week ago, um, it's a pic- it's like CBS Love Island pictures of, of the people in the house and it's like America let's hear your thoughts do you prefer these two work it out meaning him and Laura and stay strong together or would you like to see a different side of them both devil emoji hearts emoji chin scratch emoji ice cold emoji it's tatted man James or bland man Calvin what's Moira gonna do monkey covering eyes emoji upside down smiley emoji and then the hashtags hashtag James McCool hashtag James McGang Hashtag love, hashtag love island USA, hashtag reality TV, hashtag glasses, hashtag Moira, hashtag men with tattoos, hashtag wow, hashtag America, hashtag Calvin, hashtag CBS. And like, there's like four of them because that's only as long as he was on the show, but they are so funny. Like, I like it has to be his mom, right? It's so, here's the best. It's a picture of him and Moira, like, kissing on the cheek. Sweet, sincere, straightforward, and smooth. Our boy James is one of a kind. Fellas, take notes tonight. Flex emoji, tulip emoji. James got the first unscripted kiss in the villa. Hot start. Heart with an arrow emoji. Hearts emoji. Heart with an arrow emoji. Island emoji. Second episode, 9 p.m. Island emoji. <laughs> at James McClellan. At his own account. At Moira Tomas. At Love Island USA. At CBS TV. Hashtag James McGang. Hashtag James McCool. Hashtag love. Hashtag glasses. Hashtag ship it. Hashtag Moira. Hashtag Love Island USA. Hashtag America. Hashtag reality TV. Hashtag CBS. Hashtag tattooed men. Hashtag Tuesday. You know. What is the hashtag obsession? Tuesday. What is the obsession with hashtag America? Well, I think it's like you think of the thought process it's like because it's not the same order. So they're not copy and pasting. Mm-hmm. It's like they write live island USA, USA jogs and be like, oh, America. <laughs> I, also, and I, like, I feel like with um Caitlin, she had some like very questionable Instagram like posts and stories of that were like overly patriotic. I'm just happy. Read- that we got Allie in here to read emojis on the podcast. Yes. I'm not here to read all of this again with them, but like one of my favorite things, they posted a picture and then <laughs> James McGang, are you ready to see the young bull in action? <laughs> <laughs> Who is running the show? The young bull. I it's just... so much funnier thinking it's his mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Like, so if you get crushed Who do you think James has in his life that would run social media for him though? Like literally. 
If you do exit press, you must ask him who's been running his account and please send them my regards. <laughs> I okay, if I get to do an interview with James, I don't even know what I would ask him. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, James, I have a lot of questions. First of all, how dare you? <laughs> what gives you the right? Oh, <laughs> uh, and also who ran your social media? Oh my god. I'm anyways, I'm never getting exit press again, obviously. Uh <laughs> Apparently, though, I did read this. Apparently, the person that's running Lauren's social media is um, a little wild and is just like trashing the other contestants and is being very, very messy. Um, so going to have to check that out. I don't what's know. Her, I, what's, her, I can't, what's her last name? Um, it looks like it is Lauren Coogan. Oh, I'm Lauren, sure. C-O-O-G-A-N. Um, if this is the right account, but thirteen point six k followers, yeah. Seems so like it's her. It's oh my god, her, her whole page is. She wants to be an influencer so badly, but she's just not quite there yet. Like she yeah. has the clothes, she has the looks, but she does not have the photos. But I think that it is mainly like attacking the other female house uh, islanders. I love so- this picture of her from July twenty eighth, just with a friend. Um. Sit with the caption meanest girls on the yard boxing glove emoji so maybe that's who's running the account <laughs> we might have solved it it's her friend um Miss we don't have to Ella. name them <laughs> it's gotta be there's no way because with that caption and then like yeah okay so looking at her recent instagram posts uh <laughs> it's just a this it's a picture of her like laying on a couch you can see a man's leg where like they're clearly standing up on the couch next to her she's got like (laughs) jean shorts tucked under her body there is something in her hands that is covered with a black heart emoji and then the caption is i'm the kind of girl who's gonna make you wonder so take a deep breath baby let me in kiss emoji like three little star emoji hashtag love island hashtag love island usa hashtag cbs hashtag itv hashtag lana del rey okay <laughs> i guess those are lyrics sure. from lana del rey um this is so funny i feel like she's there's not really anything about the other people i heard it was in comments and also on twitter but oh, I have okay not well the, i'm not digging into comments right now but yeah no way uh <laughs> She wants she wants to be influencer so bad. Um, I think that she may she might get to fifty thousand followers from this if she's lucky. It's possible. Um, okay, so we do have some questions from the audience. We're gonna I'm just gonna zoom through and see if there's anything like really really good because we've already wasted our our own time and everybody's time. <laughs> wasted, <laughs> wasted. How dare you? Well, I feel like I've wasted your time, Allie. Even though you're wasted. clearly happy to be here, it's the time of my life. <laughs> Um, I really could have easily not been here. Like it was easy enough for no, you no, guys. No. Probably to be I know. For you. I know that you want to be here. I just like always feel bad for taking up people's time. It's a me thing, not a you thing. Oh, so you don't think my time is bad? No, no. Oh my god! I just like I don't want to be one of those people who's like Ali doesn't want to be here because you obviously want oh. to be here, and I'm happy that you're here. I'm just, anyways. Um, question. <laughs> um. Mel Holst wants to know why do they call them challenges when really it's just being called the hottest person? Why don't they get an actual prize? I do. I know Rob was salty about the challenges on the first podcast episode you guys did. 
I think. I don't want to misattribute that to him, but I recall him complaining about that. Like, I love the challenges. That's probably an unpopular opinion. But yeah, no, maybe there should be. And sometimes there is uh, like the UK, right? That you'd get like a champagne date in the villa. Like if you won the challenge. Sometimes it definitely is like hit or miss. I would say more often than than not, there is not a reward, but it's happened. It's very are you the one where like the challenges are really just to get drama in the house or get to know each other better, like have a situation where uh, they could kiss Caleb, uh, like uh, <laughs> Caleb could be kissed in front of the whole house and Trey could be betrayed. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I get it. It was just who's hottest. And and I feel like the, the host usually jokes about that. The narrator. Yeah, 100 um, percent. Mel got served. Uh, friend of the pod wants to know uh, who we anticipate being voted least compatible. Well, if these two have anything to say about it, not the most compatible, least compatible couple. I mean, I, personally, I think the least compatible couple is definitely Moira and Calvin, not yep. Connor McKenzie anyways. But I have a feeling that um, you could I, I think that um, I think Trey and Lauren will not win the vote. That's possible. I feel um, like it more is. The, I'm worried about the the new boys in I'm worried about Calvin and Moira and Caleb and Justine. I'm kind of hoping Justine can carry the team there. I think Caleb and Justine got like a good enough episode that they probably yeah. will get some votes. I'm anticipating the bottom three being um, Trey and Lauren, Moira and Calvin and Mackenzie and Connor is what I think the bottom three will be. But I'm not mm. sure what order that would be in. I think people like you, I, I think it tends to be just like the boring people who don't get along. I think McConnor and McKenzie will be safe. Who knows? But I do think a lot of people like you guys will vote for them um, just to keep them in the house. So, I, I mean, it's possible. I think it's more likely that um, people are mad at Justine and mad at Caleb for the Rachel thing and say that they're least compatible. So I think it'll be Trey, the Trey couple, the Justine couple and the boring Freckles McGee couple. Imagine holding a grudge for Rachel. (laughs) (laughs) Could never be me. Sorry, Rachel. It's not (laughs) happening. Um, So Logan is asking if we can get a challenge style Love Island drinking game going. And the answer to that is if somebody else is going to run it, because I'm certainly not going to do that. Um, (laughs) And I, I wouldn't put that on Scally either. But I think that it would be fun for us to talk about what would be some good rules for a Love Island drinking game were there to be one. What did we say in the beginning of this episode? Because I was thinking that it's like when someone. Oh, Whenever there was something- someone gaslights someone else. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically, yeah. When someone says, like, they're into someone, but then, like, to friends, they're like, oh, couldn't be me. <laughs> <laughs> um, anytime you see... Oh, no, that would be a too hot to handle rule. I was going to say anytime you see under boob, but that doesn't really happen on Love Island because <laughs> oh. it's in primetime CBS. What about um, anytime someone's kissing and you hear a gross sound emanate as a result? Like that. That's fair. Sound. Anytime there's they show someone licking someone else in a game of uh, truth or dare. That was about to be mine. <laughs> Anytime someone kisses someone they're not coupled up with. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um anytime we're totally blindsided about someone's emotion. <laughs> I, I like that. I love an ambiguous rule. It's like anytime you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> when you see Ariel finish your drink. 
Yeah, because oh, that'll be once a year. Because <laughs> it so rarely happens. Absolutely. You guys stand her. I am not loving her this season. I liked Ooh. her last season. I am not loving her this season. Well, you texted me during the premiere being like, what is wrong with her? What is she on? And I just think it's because she's also in the quarantine bubble and doesn't get to hang out with people all day. I just thought, <laughs> yeah, from the very beginning, she kind of lost me where it's like, she was like, Sally, what do you look for? Oh, yeah, girl. Like, she was like very <laughs> weird. Like, she unnatural. really was like, oh, yeah, girl, you like the tattoos? Okay. Yeah, she was so weird. And then, like, I don't think she's recovered at all from that. Like, I just feel like she continues to be, like, very unnatural and strange. All right. Well, I'm going to keep an eye out for it because I think she's on the next episode, but I'm still giving her goodwill from last season so far. Yeah, she just doesn't her. carry the same weight as Caroline Flack. And it's like sad yeah. to talk about, but like to me, Caroline entered and it sort of added this like serious tone. She, I think she hit the right balance of like the emotional weight while still like seeming to get along with the cast while not trying to be like too friendly with them. Like, I don't know. I just thought she really did it right. So like, Ariel Vandenberg comes in and is like trying too hard and also like not enough. And I'm just like, Oh, it's not, it's not it for me. It's not it. <laughs> That's fair. It's fair. But, uh, Scally and I, I think are going to continue to stand. I bring positive energy into the world. You know, like I get it. Like I totally get it. Like I said, any host that is a fan of their own show and like other versions of their own show, like is going to get a lot of bonus points for me. I actually saw her on this. I've been watching a lot of Facebook videos since I've been in quarantine. Like, okay. I don't know why. Like, I watch a lot of, like, Brad Mondo. And yes! Just, like, oh, my God. Why is every video Brad Mondo reacting to people uh, bleaching their hair at home? Because I watch it, and so I get thousands of videos every time. So I've been watching a lot of Rhett and Link from this, like, mythical, good mythical morning. I'd never heard of them before quarantine. Anyway, she did a video with them where they do this fun. They, I think it was the Twinkies one. If I recall, they had Twinkies filled with like they do one bad Twinkie like wasabi or cat Ooh. food or whatever. Maybe it was a different one, but whatever. Like, let's say it's something like that. And then the per- one person knows which one it is and puts the three and one in front of themselves and one in front of the other two. And then the others get a chance to switch if they want. So it's like a mind game of who's going to. And then everyone has to bite into it. And she was on with them and she was really fun and funny and game and normal. And I really liked her. So I just. Maybe it's still jitters or weirdness because, like, hey, it's quarantine. It's hard to host a show like this. I don't know. But uh, so I'm not saying I dislike her, like, completely. I've liked her in other projects like this YouTube video. (laughs) But but she's not hitting the right note for me so far. Okay. That's fair. I think that is more than fair. I thought you were going to say more than enough, and then we were going to end the podcast. Yeah, that's it. The podcast is over. Um, no, just kidding. Um, so I wanted to uh, take a second and thank everyone for your iTunes ratings and reviews. We're now up to 44 ratings, and 43 of them are five-star reviews. So thank you. And to that one single one-star review, you know who you are. You know what you did. And in this game, you're dead to me. Um, because we've told you a hundred times we only accept five-star ratings. Um, but the Canadian store only has like seven. So if you're Canadian and you're listening, leave us a review so that it would like feel really good. Uh, because we love all of our five-star reviews, including the one Allie left, which was really cute. 
Uh, I was going to say the one star person literally could not be me because you've seen that I've given a review. <laughs> the one star person said we're not Love Island experts. And I'm like, is anybody like that's a compliment? That's the nicest thing anyone's <laughs> ever said to anyone. But they were like, these people know nothing of the UK version. I'm like, I can't stop talking about like, the UK literally, version. It's so, it's so <laughs> funny because we got this review and then the next episode we recorded, Scally dropped like six Love Island UK references in a 10 minute period and i was like oh she, he just wants to show that one star review person that i wrong. am flexing and they will know <laughs> also if you god forbid spoil like you did a very good job of not like spoiling what happened in season five but like while still acknowledging it for people who knew but if you're out here like there are some people who are listening to this who have not seen all the uk seasons so if you're out here like spoiling it like you'll get more zeros like one star reviews for yep. spoiling it well, and the reason why I started Love Island in the first place, and I've told you this was before, was because Allie was talking about it on the challenge wrap up in a non-spoilery way. And that's why I started watching. And that because Love Island UK is so good. There you go. This is our so, so we this birthed this podcast would never exist without <laughs> Ali Lasher because I started true. watching Love Island UK because Scally told me to watch it. <laughs> that's the first time today I'm going to say it could be me. I don't remember talking about it, but sounds like me. <laughs> it does that up. Um, but yeah, anyways, so again, we only accept five-star reviews. And if you want to leave us one, it's really easy. You just go to robhaslowebsite.com slash loveislandpod, and you can leave it. And that would be great. Um, Allie, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been a joy. As you know, it was the thrill of my life and I like couldn't contain myself and I'm not sorry about it. I just like was very excited. I love listening to your guys' podcast. It like completely enhances what I already think is a great show. Um, so thank you for allowing me to interrupt you and to disagree with you and to just like live the full fantasy of being a part of the Love Island wrap up. I we just we love you so much and we're so happy you're here. So Ali, where can people find you if they want to hear more? Well, people can find me striking out on my own with um my dear acquaintance Akiva Winokur. You may know him from the 32 Fans Patreon cat podcast and some other projects. Um talking about mostly about New Girl but also mostly not about New Girl. Uh, on New Girl, Old Guy. I recommend you search Old Guy in iTunes because we're the first hit there as opposed to searching New Girl where we're like the 10th hit. So focus on the positive. Um, you can also go to anchor.fm slash New Girl, Old Guy to check that out. I'm available where all, all podcasts are available. And Mr. Scally and I might have something in the works for challenge fans. Um, so generally, you can find me talking about the challenge on robhaswebsite.com slash challenge iTunes. I would recommend subscribing because you never know what will pop up in the feed. Although I don't think we know if, if it's going to be in that feed. But anyway, um, robhaswebsite.com slash challenge iTunes where you can follow me mostly tweeting about and promoting New Girl Old Guy on Twitter at Lashby. You keep getting me. You keep like reposting on Twitter the most recent episode and I'm like, who new episode of New Girl Old Guy? And I'm like, oh no, it's the same one I already listened to the moment it dropped and then yep. live texted you and Akiva all of my thoughts and opinions. <laughs> I post it on Wednesdays and then I post it in its more appropriate spot on Friday afternoon. You keep getting with it. Anyways, if anyone hasn't started listening to New Girl Old Guy, it's phenomenal phenomenal uh definitely check that out and scally we've come to the end of another podcast and where can people find more of you 
People can find me on Twitter at Brian underscore Scally. Like Ali said, uh, do a challenge podcast over on the Dom and Colin network. Uh, I probably have something for you soon, whether it drops there or on the, uh, I would assume that would be the case. But uh, so there people, like we said, already talked about our five star reviews. If you uh, like us, then you should like Allie and go leave five star reviews for new girl, old guy also, and also start listening because it's great. Very much an endorsement. So I, that's uh, pretty much everywhere. Okay, perfect. And then if people uh, came to the end of this and, and want more of me, uh, you can find me on all platforms at Kirsten said what twitch.tv slash Kirsten said what as soon as I get a table in this apartment, I'll be back on Twitch. Uh, and we will be back with our next recap. Uh, we're going to record, I think, Tuesday night. Uh, it's going to be a dream. And so we will see you then. If you're looking for love, well, you've come to the wrong place Because Kirsten and Scally, well, they don't know a thing And the men that they cast on this show are truly a disgrace So we don't care about the love that might be there Yeah, we just want to see the drama